tie that into how I'm some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. People are taking it as. Well, that's a sign of the dysfunction or whatever. You're taking it too far. I, I heard those exact words this and that's, morning. That's taking one of your shows. That's taking it too far. Well, none of my shows are on in the morning. so I oh. Oh. oh, oh, Mac Brown with Bill O'Brien right now as uh, Mac does his stretching. Mac Brown's here? Mac, I'm Mac Jones. Oh, jeez. Mac Brown. I always used to tell my kid when you're at those showcase tournaments, always wear something colorful. That stands so the, out. That's a the, great. Uh, the scouts get in front uh, of these. Next, next level They'll, recruiting. They call training. that peacocking. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta show up. Yeah. We used to make fun of kids in high school. Like, uh, and kid would show up with his name on his back. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. I think it happened on the play that Kyle Duggar picked off the pass from Matt. Come on, Kyle. You know what we're doing. You know, like Come you don't on, have to undercut Kyle. the route. Yeah. What are we doing, Kyle? Kyle. Come on, pal. Stephon Diggs not at mandatory minicamp. Oh, my God. Dysfunction. Dysfunction. <laughs> Very disappointed, as usual, with uh, how, how the local media is covering this team. Then when they do watch, they say things like, you know, some of the interceptions may have been intentional. <laughs> so, so you sort of said, stick to attendance. No, no, true story, though. True story. Um, this is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. So, Evil laugh. <laughs> All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Coming in hot here. Uh, it is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium. Minicamp is over. Paintball is over. OTAs are over. We are now officially in the dog days of the NFL, waiting for training camp to start. But, but, supposedly, reportedly, allegedly, there's a certain person still visiting here. In the building. I don't right. have any right evidence of that. I don't, have not seen anybody. Or, but they, they told Evan to get out of the bushes this morning. Like, yeah. What are you doing in there? I did. Yeah. I had a dream you that little I was the reason why he didn't sign here. So <laughs> yeah. I've been. Oh, that guy's here. You had a dream that you were the reason he didn't sign? <laughs> yeah. Yep. He woke up in a sweat. Just <laughs> yeah. like, hey, Evan, are you okay? Yep. So who knows? Maybe some news will come out in the next day or so. But, you know. Or he might wait till training camp or according to wait. reports. Do you think. Um, do you think that we will get any kind of news or one way or the other? You mean, or well, I mean, obviously, if he signs, we're going to find that out. Well, I think, I, I think, I know, I think, if I'm his agent, I, I just want to wait a little bit longer yeah. to yeah. see if anyone comes in. It's yeah, that, be, that makes sense, and, and I know yeah. uh, Ian Rappaport sort of uh, opined that yesterday. I think that all made sense, but do you think if? Obviously, if he signs, we're going to find out that he signs. Someone's going to no, no. someone's going to report that. But if he doesn't sign, do you think we'll get any kind of update saying it's a great visit? Great, well, like great Tennessee, visit. great like Tennessee. visit. Two days. Great he visit. was in Tennessee for two days. Great visit. Everything went great. Yeah. Everything is awesome. Isn't this great? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, signs are going to continue great. to talk. Right. Right. Could have been that great. He well, didn't sign. walk in and just drop the bag and yeah. say, "We need you." Yeah. Come now. See, you got to yeah. like, you know, the bag. It didn't devolve into an argument, and so everything was great, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> right. He just I mean, came to, like, rehash old wounds with Bill O'Brien. Right. He's like, yeah. I'm not here for a visit. I just got to talk to you about I, I how things I just had one ended. other thing to say to you, <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. O'Brien. Yes. But, like, if you're the Patriots, you're not waiting. Here, here's what you want. Here, we, we want you here. Like, what are we doing? I, it, you know, it's funny. As I'm driving in today, I'm thinking of what I'm telling D Hop. If I'm Matt Grow or whoever, he's dreaming about him. And, You're thinking about yeah, him. On the and line. I've been dreaming about him. I'm like, him listen, for like DeAndre, we really want you here. 
and we want you here as soon as possible so we can get you the playbook, get you, you know, so that when training camp comes, you're ready to go because we obviously we look at you as an integral part of our program, you know, and I, I, I come on heavy and I hit them with a, a, you know, I don't shortchange the first offer. I come in with an Odell Beckham-like offer really? right off the bat and let's go. Let's go. Let's not. Hmm. I I just was really surprised yeah. to hear you want to give them fifteen million. Yeah, yeah. There there's some oh, yeah. there's some uh, mixed reports about this, but there are some reports out there that they have already talked at least ballpark figures on a contract. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here right now. I think is sort of the indication. Yeah. So they they've shown the Patriots have shown some significant interest in him, not just on a oh why don't you come in we'll see what what it's like what but legitimate interest in in terms of contract as well. So I, I think there is a little bit of a push here. I just wonder what gets it done for Hopkins because are you telling me that come the second week of August, the Patriots might not up their offer when they get here and they see what they got and they really like, like well, I, I see more of a chance of that than yeah. he's going to come in there. You know what? We're good. I, Thornton's popping. We're Juju's healthy. Like we're good. I think I, if I everything's even as between us and the Titans, I think he comes here. But my fear is that a contender, a, a true contender that's an that right now, like Kansas city or, come in and swoop in and just take them away yeah well it seems you know? like Diggs is back on uh, on the track with everything but that's you know another one if that, if that, yeah. if that blew up into something else maybe never they mind get, in, get yeah. into it and yeah, that was weird that whole story and we weren't have to go back so into our, uh, our bills weekly like he we was did on Tuesday. he was there that was weird well i think and then like i think he McDermott. sort of took exception to the fact that people said that he sort of skipped otas when he was there he just didn't, didn't. practice yeah but Whatever. I, it's not a great situation. I don't feel – if I'm a Bills fan, I don't feel really all that much better about it the next day that he pr- – better, but not that much better. Well, how are things yeah. going to go when it goes bad right. this season? They lose right. the game. Right. Are clearly we all of a sudden is he going to be pouting on the sideline? Clearly side there's some kind of issue. Somebody there. wrote in criticizing me for, like, wishing ill on an opponent rather than – Wanting us to get better. That wasn't Why can't Fred. I do both? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That wasn't you. That was, the, that was the callers. Everybody that call, was writing uh, in and telling you about no. how the Patriots are going to surprise everybody because Buffalo's going to fall apart, Aaron Rodgers can't play, and Tua's going to get a well, concussion. No, but this, this person specifically said they, they were disappointed in me. Listen, I wish ill on my opponents, and I hope we get better. Why can't <laughs> both happen? To defend him. <laughs> Why can't both happen? He embraces it. Just be, I'm not hoping just because they falter that will you know uh, get up there I, I want both i want us to be good and i want everybody to suck yeah see i want my team to be better than everybody else i want everybody to be great but but i want my team to be just that much greater I, I, listen i don't care then it means a lot you know this is then the whole it means something this is the whole debate i have with andy it's yeah. like when i watch fight with andy about when i watch the, the patriots game i want a blowout every time when I watch all the other games, I want entertainment and a close game and overtime. But I want to blow out every opponent we play. I'm not looking for, you know, a heart attacks yeah. when the Patriots play. <laughs> and I'd be fine with – I mean, I'd rather have a close game, but I'd be fine with blowing every opponent out if they were at full strength. I, I have I have no interest in the 56 to, to 12 yeah. games over the Jets right. when, yeah. like – Bryce Petty's playing. Listen, if we blow out every opponent, some of those games, the other team's going to be at full strength. You know, so like I, I'm, I don't care. I just want a freaking win, and I want to win big, and I want to dominate, and I want to pillage, and I want to, you know, I just, you know, <laughs> this guy. Like, wasn't that like when when you beaten like the Chargers in week two? Chargers were like the best team in football the year before. Like, 
that, that to me, I'm sorry, that means a lot more to me than beating up on the Jags. You know, like, you know, yeah. you know what means yeah. a lot to me is yeah. the ring at the end of the season. No, That's, I know. They didn't yeah, get the ring. Yeah. But whatever. I still enjoyed that season. No, I'm, sure. You know, and I know, like, another reference to the Scott Pioli mm-hmm. podcast that Matt and I did for Pats from the Past, he said it was a slug. Like, it was a really difficult yeah. season to go through because of the mounting pressure. They felt like they really didn't enjoy a lot of the success the way they should have because it just kept mounting and yeah. mounting. They didn't they didn't get the pleasure out of that season. I did. I mean, yeah. I got I I mean, beating beating some of the teams that they played that year. Yeah, they had some bad teams that they beat up on too, like they always had in the AFC East, but yeah. they they took some really good teams and took them to I, the I I loved it. I mean, it was on this show we're, we're doing the show and we're looking at ESPN and all of a sudden we realized that part of their little tabs in the bottom, Undefeated. the Patriots had their own tab. And I'm like, F yes. <laughs> I don't care what anyone thinks about that. I'm I'm all for it. Was it was great. I'm all for it. You yeah, know? Yeah. Oh. That was a that was a crazy season. I thought it just an interesting thing for me. I talked to you know Brewski a couple of weeks ago for the for the project. He was you know, I think some people, uh, myself included, say, Oh, two thousand seven, they could have they should have lost one. If they had lost one, it would have reset things. No way. Brewski was like, Nope. He's like, You play every game to win. We didn't need a loss, you know, like so interesting. But that season is yeah, that was that was nuts. I mean, yeah. for multiple reasons. All right, uh, so we're coming off um, mini camp. Everything's all the haze in the barn in terms of the off season. You know, um, what do we think? Do we? I, I mean, I, I find hope. I find hope on both sides of the ball here. I, I think our defense. Like I said, I'm, I'm saying right now, one of my preseason predictions: top five defense in the NFL by whatever you know the standard. KPIs are top five defense in. I have hope that this offense is going to look like an NFL offense. <laughs> and if they sign D Hop, that hope will turn into expectation. Asking for the sorry, idiots in the past. What, what, what question? That? What was that? What, 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 the standard what? KPI. Key performance indexes. Oh. Uh, technical. Do you know what that is, uh, Evan? No, no. That's, oh. a, that's a boss term. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll jump higher tax bracket. K- yeah. Key performance index. Yeah, you know, whatever they are. Yeah, I'm not that. Yeah, absolutely. tax bracket. I'll jump in on the defense because I jump I, in on the defense. I feel Mike. good. I feel good. I feel. You know, oh come on, come on! I'm not letting them. you off the hook right now. We'll save that for later. No, no, no. We're starting on the defense side of the ball. You're going to leave this to Evan. That's not fair. No, no, no. Thank you. Evan, did you want to say something? No, I don't want to say something. I want I, you to I tell the truth. To All right, fine, fine. I'll, I'll start on the offense. Um, I just I, I got the heebie-jeebies watching the offense practice, and I mean I think a lot of it might be due to Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker were out there, and those are the two key guys, and and we know what they have. Um, you know, I, I said it on the the shows. It kind of bugged me with Kendrick Bourne being like, oh, I admit I didn't have a bad year last year. Like everybody had a bad year last year. What does he do the next day? Pass off his hands, grab by Miles Bryant. You know, so. I know there were some people out there saying that the, that the offense kind of looked like 2022, um, and I don't want to quite go that far, but I just I, I got to be honest. With what they had with just Kosicki and just Bill O'Brien, do they maybe be, like to your point, a, a, a functional NFL offense? Yeah, maybe, but not a lot move my needle with those practices. And I know it's OTAs and, you know, grain of salt, all that kind of stuff, but, you know, it's, it's a lot of the same pieces. And throw in some offensive line questions. How about some offensive tackle questions to go with those questions at receivers? So... I think they desperately need Tyquan Thornton and Juju Smith-Schuster back. I think we need Tyquan Thornton to be a player. He can't just kind of be an okay guy. Like he needs to be able to play. And and Thornton ha- and sorry and, and Smith-Schuster has to be everything that Jacoby Myers was. 
And, you know, the, the absence of those guys, I'm not going to miss Nelson Aguilar, but, but Nelson Aguilar is a guy in training in OTAs that would make a couple downfield catches that at least for a minute made you think, oh, hey, maybe we have something here. But Gesicki, certainly some encouragement there. But Devontae Parker, same kind of story. Contested catches. That's what it is. We know what he is. And, and Bourne is, continues to be kind of what he was. Talks a lot. Doesn't really produce on the field. Has some inconsistency. So I, 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 go. I feel a little bit uh, not so great about the offense at this point. I need to see some other guys back out there. And I think that they should, they should Fred, put the bag on the table for DeAndre Hopkins. Because I, I just, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know with, with putting this much on Thornton and Smith-Schuster if they're ready to be those guys that can make a difference in my mind. Yeah, I, I think the whole offseason program basically just confirmed everything that I thought, which I guess in some ways is a positive because the offense to me does look functional. There is a roadmap of what I can see schematically where where they're headed under Bill O'Brien that I like, and, and I think that they're coming together in terms of just the overall execution and functionality of the offense. But at the same time, that high-end talent, that ceiling – is still a big time question mark. Like, okay, so your your coaching is a floor, right? Like, you know, you're going to be competent, but how are you going to get into the point where when you go and play Dallas and it's 35 28, can you get to 35 points? Can you outscore somebody every once in a while? Like, where is that coming from? And uh, right now, it's the known commodities are, are Juju, Gasicki, Henry. Like, we know what those guys are. So they're not going to come in and, and blow you away. Juju, I don't think, is going to be the 1,400-yard guy he was in 19 for the Steelers, for example. He's going to be 800, 900 yards, you know, 85 catches, good, but not not spectacular. So who's going to be spectacular? in this group and it really comes down to Taekwon, which is putting a ton on him or Mac Mac elevating the rest of it well that's the thing it all comes down to Mac because any of those guys aren't spectacular unless Mac is you know bottom line good and hopefully better than good you know he's got to help them become spectacular and if he's not playing well it all falls apart. Yeah. It all falls apart. I would agree, and I would agree with a lot of the, the comments that, that both uh, both of the boys just said. And I'm not as concerned yet. I'm not saying that I am, you know, and I think what Mike is sort of alluding to, and he's way more diplomatic than, than I am. So <laughs> the, the reaction in the last couple of days to the performance of the offense, and Max specifically, to me, I, I I'm, I'm often left looking around at, Mike and Evan saying, did we watch the same stuff? Now, I don't think there was anything wrong with Mac. I don't think he had any bad days. Yeah. Nothing, nothing at all like training camp last year. Um, but at the same time, I didn't see anything that would be like, oof. I mean, he really looks refreshed. I mean, he's, he's slinging it all over the yard. No, I think they're working through some stuff. I like the way Evan talked about you can understand when you're watching them what they're doing. There's a plan. I think I, I think you can see what they they clearly want to incorporate the two tight ends. Gasicki, I think, is going to be a big part of the offense. In my opinion, so far, what I've seen, major upgrade. Yeah. Now, I would have said that two years ago about John o. Smith too. I thought he was going to be a big part of that offense. Never materialized. I think Gasicki looks better than that looked two years ago mm-hmm. on the practice field. So there's some things that I think are encouraging. Yep. And the reason why maybe I'm not as down on it, Mike, as you are, I mean, this kind of strange role yeah, reversal no, no, for I like you it. and I, it's good. Good is 
what, what you started off with, with Bourne and Parker. I, I think there'll be two parts of the offense. Yeah. But I also think Thornton and Smith-Schuster will be big parts of the offense, too, and we didn't really get to see much of those. I'm concerned about that. Fair. Very fair. I'm yeah. concerned about Smith-Schuster in particular because, by all accounts, there's nothing new that's happened. He, he had a knee injury that, that bothered him down the stretch. He had to be managed, um, re-aggravated, I believe, in the AFC Championship game, and then was sort of in and out in the Super Bowl. And now, what are we, five, six, six months later, Never and he can't get on the field for a practice. Now, that could be as simple as it's the spring, it's minicamp. Why, you know, why do we have to have him out there? I don't know. It's a guy who talked about six weeks ago about how difficult this – offense was to learn i think he would stand to improve by that yes so i am i, I do have uh, my concerns i mean the i'm just not as i'm not worried about the whole thing yet because i do see a couple maybe it's maybe in. it's my my background with billy o and how much i really like yeah. him i have faith in in him and i see it i, I see i've seen a difference like i said uh, earlier the spring practices last year weren't a disaster but i watched what they were doing with the downhill stuff uh, the downfield stuff and i didn't think it was sustainable what I saw this, you know, during these camps when the offense was was playing reasonably well, I do think is sustainable. I mean, Monday was better than Tuesday. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but listen, I thought well, Mac looked looked good. They were both rough though. Yeah. Both days uh, of mini camp. Now I didn't think that the other three days that we watched, I didn't think were rough, but it looked like they did more defensively in mini camp than they did in the OTAs in I terms mean, of pressure and stuff right. like that. And that stuff to me, like, you know, I. I'm just a little torn on it. I mean, maybe you can speak to it, but you're throwing the kitchen sink at people in mini camp. Like, yeah, I like. I didn't love it. To I, be like, honest, I with get you. it, but it's also like I think everybody's trying to learn right now, and you know, you're already jumping into like you're in week six, and you're trying to you know fake out Peyton Manning. Like, it, I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I'm not. I, I guess I'm having trouble verbalizing why that kind of bugs me a little bit. It just it feels like it gives somewhat of a false impression of the defense because they're like. They're scheming things up. And what do we always hear in, like, training camp and stuff? We're like, look, nobody's scheming. They're just playing straightforward stuff. We're all just trying to learn. So, yeah, the defense looks good right now. But, I mean, they're in the lab right now in mini camp. So, I don't know. It's just that it rubs me a little bit the wrong way. And I just wonder if and, – and I believe me, I'm high on the defense. I think they've got some well, great Mike, pieces. And, i got to tell you, your yeah. negativity is refreshing. <laughs> no, I, I actually thought it – so, Bill was asked about it. I think Phil Perry asked him uh, about – that very thing it seems like you guys are are dialing it up pretty good defensively and how does that how do you do that behind the scenes like what's the communication like and he said yeah that we sit down and we don't throw things at the offense and vice versa that we haven't talked about so if they throw a blitz at it where we've already talked about how we're going to block so, so it. he didn't deny it he didn't deny that they are throwing dialing things no up. he didn't deny no. it but he said that they they work hand in hand like bill o'brien sits down with steve belichick and gerard mayo and bill and and they say okay what are we going to work on today and they're not going to throw a blitz at the offense that they haven't discussed how are we going to block this right it's so it's a test clearly uh, but I, i'm with you a little bit deuce that it, it's kind of like goes back to last preseason when uh wink martindale and the Giants was like throwing all these exotic looks yep. at the Patriots yeah. in the first preseason game, and Bill got snippy about yeah. it. And it's like, I don't think it's quite, oh, we're trying to win practice. Like, I don't think it's quite that territory, but it's interesting that they were really, 
they were dialing it up and seeing how the offense handled it, and it was a test. Well, and I think too, like when you know, I think when you talk about dialing it up on defense, it's it's a it's a good way to kind of cover up weaknesses and disguise things that maybe you, you want to disguise. And you know, so I just I just wonder if maybe they're playing a little bit more straightforward. If guys, you're going to get a little better sense of how guys are just straight up. Like it's yeah. not you know, hey, oh, we got them on this this one, we fooled everybody, like. I don't know, and I, but I also wonder, is it connected to the offense? Are they you know, really trying to make it as hard as possible for Mac in the offense? But, I mean, just to say it, I'm just, I just not impressed with Mac. I just think he's the same player he's been. What if Bill Bryan asked him but, to do that? Yeah. You know, what if he said, you know, go ahead, you know, oh, but, but trial I, by fire. But I agree with the way Evan said it. Yeah, I, I think they probably did do that intentionally, but not because the offense hasn't gone over it yet. I wanted to see how the offense was going to handle it. And overall, the offense, like part of this this equation, we talked a lot about this Monday and Tuesday, the offensive line is, you know, you have two guys that you feel probably rock solid about in David Andrews and Michael Wenyu. I don't really know exactly what Cole Strange is yet, but I feel okay about that. The two tackles are enormous question marks. Yep. Huge. And, right and bigger now than they were last week before. So, yeah, camp. so you have Calvin Anderson spent most, if not all, of the "quote unquote" first team reps when we were watching at left tackle. That's a it's been a problem. Like they've had, and it's hard with no pads on. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, it's hard with no pads on, but it looked like pressure was an issue. Yeah. Not just blitzing pressure, but blitzing you know pressure off the edge. And you an just issue. get into a cat a, a situation where now. Bill O'Brien is probably going to have to scheme around having subpar tackles. So now that's going to have to be part of the game plan is, all right, we're going to have to get the ball out quickly. Uh, we're going to have to be a little bit more smoke and mirrors, honestly, uh, to, to make sure that we protect the tackles if that's really where this is headed. I don't want to be too negative, but I, I'm just like with Deuce a little bit on this where I, I just – like it's fine. Everything was fine, but nothing – offensively wowed me like yep. there was nothing that, right and that's how and, i would feel i don't think it was bad right but nothing wowed me and it right. seems like a lot of other people have been wowed well and yeah. you don't have any wow guys out there yeah right yeah. And i i just i think that with mac he's gonna be put in a better position he's gonna be more in rhythm he's gonna understand what is expected of him and what are his his tools as he says are pre-snap and things like that and he's his mentally he's gonna be locked in and he's gonna be screwed in but physically it, it's not like all of a sudden he's got an arm cannon and he's mobile right like he's still the same guy that he that he's been for the first two years in the league so how much of a difference is that truly going to make that he is locked in mentally and I think that that's that's the difference between them, you know, winning seven games and winning ten. Is is this really going to make such a big difference uh, that to the point where, when all the chips are down and it's third and six with two minutes to go and they need to they need to put a drive together, are they going to have the horses to put it together? And I think that that's still the biggest question with the team. Well, yeah. September tenth can't get here fast <laughs> enough, right? <laughs> you know, and and again, I don't think any of the three of us thinks it was a disaster. No, uh, you know, it's panic. No, that City. was last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not mini camp. No, no, absolutely. Um, I don't think anybody is looking at it like that. Um, but I just, there's been a lot of, I, I've seen a lot of, you know, like uh, five who popped and, mini, and Mac is on every single one of them, and I miss the popping. You know, is uh, I, I guess the yeah, way I would I say also, it. it. Sounds like yeah. you two guys feel the same way. Yeah, yeah and also say like you said last year, mini camp. 
they were throwing the ball down the field pretty well. And I got to be honest with you with Mac, I don't give a crap about seven on seven. I know he can throw the ball in seven on seven. It's amazing if they still chart that. <laughs> right. So I, I, he has never, he's from day one, he's torn up seven on seven. So I, I, I just, with him, it's about the pass rush. Like, how is it going to look in a muddied pocket? How is it going to look when he's got guys in his face or guys at his feet? Like, that, this is not that. Like, yeah. seven on seven. So, yeah, he can drop dimes to Gasicki and Devontae Parker all day in, in seven on seven. But what's it going to look like? And that's why these like completion rates and stuff like that from from minicamp. It's like there's there's no live pass rush. They're, they're they're not pushing the pocket. They're not you know there's nobody at his feet. He's stepping into every throw. He's got time and space. He knows he's not going to get touched. So obvious if he can't drop dimes in that setting, then he's then he's really in trouble. And what, one quick thing that Evan just said that's really important, I think, for him specifically, stepping into every throw. Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of of Mac. And I always. You know, I, I'm, it's no secret that I'm really skeptical on Mac, right? And that, but that's one of the things is I think everything has to be right because yep. I don't think the physical skills are there to fall back on all the time with him. And I, I agree with, with Evan. I think he can throw the ball as effectively as, as you need to in that league. Yeah. No question. But when it's right. Yeah. I mean, one other tackle thing to point out was it seemed kind of like Connor McDermott maybe was getting the higher reps above Riley Reef. So it's just, you know, those kind of things where I'm like, Really? So we brought in Riley Reef, and he can't even really hold on to the top reps through minicamp? Like, you know, I, I, I mean, nobody was thrilled with those signings kind of out of the gate. Uh, everything you said, though, this is it all ties directly to the protection. I mean, these are, you know, the edges are nothing's more important. Vaughn Miller, I mean, go down the list of all the pass rushers. I, Miami, Bradley Chubb, I mean, it's, you know, they're going to have their work cut out for them, I mean, right from the get-go. And, and I, I just, I, I wonder what the deal is with Trent Brown. You know, is it, I know he missed a flight, that happens just kind of watched were they expecting when he got here that he was going to be in shape and ready to participate that's that's something i wanted to talk about too um and i also want to move to defense because i think we're all much (laughs) more i almost tried to start on we're almost we're all i didn't let you do it on the defense but (laughs) i appreciate trent brown do you think that that was you know like he hasn't been here all spring you know all right because he didn't do much if anything he Took Nothing. part in yeah. like a couple of drills. Barely stretched. I mean, he's now, just kind of walking through. Some it. of our colleagues, you know, um, took it a step further and saying that he couldn't finish some of the drills and yeah. uh, tapped out. Uh, these are the comments that I heard yeah. and was sent down to the lower rehab field. I kind of watching from afar, our, uh, you know, our 30,000 foot look, I look at it as like, you know, he just got here and, you know, he's probably not in the best of shape. I mean, we know that's been an issue. That's why he has all those incentives in his contract. And that was, you know, standing operating procedure. You know, you got to go and get him ready. Well, I'll tie it to Judon, too, because, I mean, that was, you know, not exactly the same, but wasn't here. Kind of played second team reps. Wasn't, you know, wasn't. I mean, still was more involved than Trent Brown was. Oh, but yeah, by a lot. But was reduced a little bit. I I just don't know. I really don't. I, I, mean, I don't know either. I just I wonder, though, answer. it's like, but it's like if you're not in shape and you can't even participate, then what are we doing? Why are you here? You know, like what? This is mandatory minicamp. Like, this is a chance. I'm sure that guy's still got weight clauses, right? Like, I'm, he probably yeah. had to weigh in. I'm guessing. So and I wonder if that's why he didn't do anything because maybe he didn't. You know, go the, get your ass in shape the down was. there on the. On the and I will. I will say some of the Moses. highlights. Hi, some of the highlights that I saw last night of him, you know, sort of up close. And we were up in the the ramps. He did look a little big. Yeah. Now he's a huge guy. It's hard you to know, tell. What did you call him when he walked onto the field, Freddie? A hulking figure. A hulking I mean, figure. he could be like plus or minus sixty pounds. You probably right. couldn't tell. Yeah, it's like a lounge chair off the Queen Mary. Yeah, I. He's he's a problem right now, and, um, and it's up all upstairs. Do you do you want to play football? 
do you want to do what is necessary to play well? Um, and that starts with getting your mind and, and body in shape. And it's it, it's just even, you know, everything we ran down with, you know, Calvin Anderson, who, I mean, I, I think he's kind of like we're all praying to God that he can play. But in your mind, you're like, Trent Brown, please, like you can play both sides. You're a giant oh. guy. We know you have the skill. Like, help us. Because there, if there's anything this team could really use, it's just lock down one side. I don't even care which side it is, but can you just give us 17 games and, you're and as, play good? You can be as good as you want to be, yeah. you know? That's the thing. But this is what happens when you ignore it in the draft. Yep. Because now there's no young guy. Like, it's not like you have even an Isaiah Wynn that's sitting there that's like, oh, well, we have to go to him sooner than we thought. Right. So be it. So you don't have that guy on this team right now. So if Riley Reef doesn't have it anymore and Trent Brown is not locked in, then then you, you're Calvin Anderson and Connor McDermott. And that's what you're you're stuck with. Right. Uh, for the season and and you know we've talked about it like franchise tackles don't come available in August no. like that's the you know that's a spot that there's only so many of them in the league well, unless it's Robert Gallery <laughs> there's only so many of them in the league to begin with and a lot of teams have tackle deficiencies because there aren't enough good starting tackles uh, league wide so they're not they're not going to make some guy a Pro Bowl level tackle is not coming available on September first. Like this is just kind of what you got. I mean, I don't want to like like who knows. Maybe I mean Connor McDermott is not like super old. Like like maybe maybe he's getting a chance and maybe he's improving. But I just think like the simple fact of that you're going to have to start a guy you plucked off a practice squad last year. Well, you couldn't improve that player. Remember in this remember the you know our you know uh, saying here. Look at what they do, not what they say, and so. Let's see if there's any movement at tackle, you know, in terms of just, you know, I know they're not going to bring in a high end, but if there's any movement in DJ Fluker, yeah, yeah big, bring big in anybody fluke. in, and that'll tell us That's what That's part they of the think. reason why I'm concerned. Yeah. Because I'm watching what they have, have done. And yeah. Uh, as Mike said, it's Reef. Now it's McDermott. It's reportedly working out a guy like DJ Fluker. I, like, but I we, think they think it's an issue. But, but I. I think it was Grow or even Belichick might have just talked about, you know, we're happy Gro, with... Grow said they were happy with the Happy tackles. with the depth, the depth at yeah. tackle. That's different to me than who we have starting. And so I'm still wait. I think it's still a work in progress. Yeah, well, it feels like they're happy with... The, they got a bunch of B-minus, C-plus guys that they're happy to rotate around. But you, do you have a, a B-plus to A-minus right. starter let's, on either so side? I, I still think there's something to be to wait and see on the tackle front. I, I thought I they would make that but in, move. But in terms soon. of the caliber of player? Well, first, determining what do we got out of Trent Brown? What do we what oh, can we Yeah, ex- but I think what you see is what you get in terms of well, the ability. But that's, you know, that's one but I'm talking about is he going to be with us? Is he going to oh, yeah. give I mean, his full effort? If you know, do we have to worry about Trent Brown? Yes. You know? Whether he's here or not, you're going to have to I mean, whether if he's as long as he's here, you will have to worry about him. Yeah, but because that's the player he's been. He, you had to worry about him in eighteen when I he know. played great. But I, th- <laughs> I think the level of that worry, we'll see in their actions. You know, well they got two open roster spots. So I mean, I, I coming out of camp, I felt like you got to go add some depth. I mean, I, I hate to say more depth, because that's all you can really get at this point. So. Yeah. I mean, if Fluker's in, in as good of shape as the hype videos suggest he is, right. I, I don't Please. see why not. Why, wh- like, what do you have I, to lose? And I, mean, and I like the idea of a guy who, you know, was away for the game, could have, you know, he's. it's not like he hasn't been in the league. He's been in the league since 13. Motivated to want to get he back. He had every reason yeah. to just walk away, but he wanted to get back. He lost all that weight. There's something to be said for that. Yep. There's something to be said about, okay, this guy 
appreciates what he had, wants to get it back, and maybe for at least a year he's motivated. I'd take you know? him. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd take I mean, him. at this point, Absolutely. I'd take yeah. anybody with T after their name. Like, just, I think you need it. I'd love to just take a shot on somebody. I mean, he has at least. He was a first round pick. He was right? a first round yeah. pick. Yeah. So he has a little bit of like, well, maybe, like, you could maybe fool yourself into thinking that he's going to find the magic, but. It's uh, it's it's an issue, and I, I think that you know as Evan laid out, once it gets real, then you're really going to get a sense of, of how Max going to play with this kind of protection. Now, to me, the 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 most positive stuff that we saw uh, on, in minicamp was the stuff that we kind of went in thinking there could be a lot of versatility with the defense, and I think we we've seen it. And you know, I know that the players talked about it, Peppers talked about it a little bit, Judon talked about it a lot. Um, Judon to the point where I was like, All right, <laughs> pump the brakes, unicorns. Relax. Let's relax a little bit. <laughs> we got, got, got like six unicorns out there, um, but they do have, um, you know, some different, pony? some different options with how they want to, how they want to use some guys. And you know, on the surface, I, I do see it the way that they talk about it because it's, you know, it's Adrian Phillips, it's Jabril Peppers, it's Mapu now. Um, you know, you know, get these guys, Kyle Duggar, that can operate, you know, in the back end closer to the line of scrimmage they can be in coverage they can be run support players i just wonder if maybe it's a little bit you know repetitive you know and i i do wonder if they have to make a move for a tackle like we were talking about is one of these guys you know is an adrian phillips maybe expendable you know maybe can can he get you a jonah williams who i saw um somebody i think phil perry speculated that's the kind of guy you're going to get at this time of year a guy who maybe lost his job Several injuries in Cincinnati, right? It's been been hurt, um, and you know maybe he's disgruntled and wants to go to New England to get gruntled. Yeah, right? I, I mean, not to go negative <laughs> on the defense too, but like, don't do it. We've seen this like you know hybrid safety scheme for three three years now, right? right. Like, I mean, they've had a, a few safeties that have this versatility. It hasn't mattered against Buffalo. Against, I mean, against the good teams, they're not really fooled by it. Like they don't, they don't really like. Oh God, they really got us on yeah. that one. Like you know, so it all sounds great in theory, but like but, they just need to start producing but, against but when, good teams. When they do get burned, most of the you know, like they just can't get off on third down or whatever. Isn't it because they just the play gets extended? They just can't get to the quarterback. They can't just sometimes you know. I, yeah, I mean, they so like got you know, to the quarterback so the, last year. If I the mean, front sometimes. seven is better, like that's gonna. I think that'll help. Right. Well, it will. But who's the who's the new person in the front seven? Right. Keon, Keon White. White. I, so I, I guess so Keon White's going to make linebacker. you like better than you were last year. When you mesh everything together, Barmore will be healthy because he wasn't healthy last year. I like that. Yeah, I like that. But you know, like Minnesota, Justin Jefferson went off. You didn't have yeah. the the corner, or you know, Lamar. Uh, you just yeah. couldn't figure I'm, out. The I'm going to say mobile the, quarterback. Uh, this is great, deuces. <laughs> yeah, wow. You just take. Take the torch, I'm my sorry. friend. Take I don't know what. Torch. I don't know I'm what happened. Wait, like during the season when that happens, you know, I'll uh, I'll certainly be right next to you. I, I'm encouraged by the defense. Felber and Mazza do so. Fred Fred <laughs> keeps saying. Show. Fred well, keeps saying top five. Nope, nope, I, I nope, don't think don't it'll take it very much to get. I think I'm not, no, I'm not going to walk it back in any way because I mean, just, does anyone think that Josh Allen is really like confounded by the Patriots' no. amoeba defense no, that but, has four safeties? But on those the guys, ones? see, those guys aren't really confounded by any <laughs> right. Any they're kind of they can insulated. Have, you can have a right. bad day. I mean, okay. anybody can have a bad day at any time. But like you know, right, Fred well keeps then stop selling us on. We got five safeties that can play anywhere. I'm not saying top five. I think they were ten last year, so I can certainly see them finishing top five. Yeah, I think they should be top one. Honestly, I think this should be the best defense. I mean, you're not. You think this is a better personnel than since San Francisco has? 
I think it's right up there. Yeah, yeah. You because their secondary is better. I okay. don't think they have any linebackers I, like since uh, San Francisco. But has. but you don't shut down Mahomes. You don't shut down. A, you hope that you can make three or four key <laughs> yeah. stops. That's oh, it. That's, that's true. That's yeah. it. And give you sh- and then, like Evan says, your offense has to step up. They have to st- maybe score thirty points to win that game. Yeah. You know? I'm not even talking necessarily because I think there were times last year against the really good teams that they did get three or four stops. Right, but the but offense they don't couldn't get it, help yeah, them. But, but they, they don't get it when they need yeah, it. Yeah. Yep. Well, then that's, that's not a key that, stop. That, no, no, no. I didn't, you said they have to come up with three, three or, or four, four key stops. stops. I used the word key. Okay. I used the word key. So, okay. so they got three or four key stops, but they couldn't get the fifth one <laughs> when they needed to when the game was on the line. The most like the one that you key. just talked about against Minnesota. Yep. Right. Like against Buffalo, yeah, everybody talks about the kickoff returns. But in the fourth quarter, when you're right in the game, you can't stop them. They yep. go right down the field and score two, two possessions in a row. The Raiders. In, in a game, everybody wants to talk about the lateral. Before the lateral happened, the lateral would have been irrelevant. If you could just get off the field on 4th and 10. Well, they yep. did. That play in the end zone was... No, on 4th and 10, it was pitch and catch. As easy as it can be. <laughs> that, 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 right that, down the field. That, yeah. that's, it's Matt the same Collins. thing as the offense for me. It's it's, it's the clutch plays. It's, exactly. Because that's the difference between being 8-9 and nine and 10-7. and seven. And that's why I'm not yeah. concerned about what ranking they have on defense. No. Can they stop somebody when they need to stop somebody of any kind of consequence? I actually... That's th- not named Sam Ellinger. But I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm high on the defense, not because of the 17 safeties that they have, <laughs> but because of the fact that I think that the top three picks in the draft, yeah. I think are missing ingredients for the defense because Gonzalez, even if Gonzalez is not an all pro corner right away, he puts everybody in the proper spot and he, the pecking order, just like we talk with the receivers with Hopkins and, and how that can make everybody go down. And re- now you have Jonathan Jones back in the slot. You have Jack Jones as your second boundary corner and Gonzalez is your, is your number one guy. And it, it fits together. It all is, last year, the problem that they had against a lot of these teams is that Jonathan Jones was playing as the number one corner. And Jonathan Jones is a great player, but he's not a number one corner. So when they went up against Justin Jefferson, when they went up against Stephon Diggs, they didn't have the proper personnel in the secondary, and it had a trickle-down effect because you got guys like Miles Bryant out there for a lot of snaps, yeah. and teams just pick on those types of guys. I don't think that the secondary is going to be as vulnerable to being picked on like that because Gonzalez puts everybody in the proper spot. And if, and there's a big if, but if, they use Mapu correctly and have him play at the second level of the defense. Now you have somebody in the middle of the field at the second level who can cover some ground. And, and that's such a big difference between what they've had and what they, because he's bigger and he's heavier. He plays heavier than the safeties do. He plays like a linebacker, but he's got a safety body type and safety speed. If that is at the second level of the defense. Now you talk about San Francisco and their linebackers. That's what their linebackers bring to the table. That's what, you know, Greenlaw and yeah. Fred Warner bring to the table for them that make them so good. So I, I think that this defense has the makings of getting off the field against better offenses this year because of the draft picks. And you you have some hope on that, that you have some high-end talent. You have some infusion of real talent and that side of the ball. And you're not just replacing guys like they are on offense. Yeah. And, and I think that sort of dovetails into what's, you know, we talked about everybody talking about Mac Jones popping. And we were like, eh, maybe. Well, another guy that a lot of people had included was Jack Jones popping. That one yep. I would wholeheartedly agree with. Yep. Yep. I think he had a couple of really good days Monday and Tuesday. Again, we understand the competition, evaluation, all that. So that disclaimer is out there. We, we, we understand. 
but I thought he was active. I thought he was uh, really tight in his coverage, making plays on the ball. Uh, had a really nice pick at one point uh, coming off of his man. I think he had Bourne yeah. on a play and he came over and, and undercut uh, a deep sort of fade down the side, almost like a wheel kind of concept to a tight end. Yeah. Um, Hunter Henry. Yeah. I yeah. think he's part of that clean so that, slate thing yeah. that's going on with well, the team. Well, and, and that's but that's that's important because to Evan's point, Gonzalez puts everybody in their spots, right? So if Gonzalez is one and, J- and Jack Jones is two, now you have, in my opinion, Jonathan Jones where he belongs is in the slot. And you can use these other guys the way you want to. You can use Jalen Mills as a deep free safety if you want to. Now, maybe you have other options. Maybe you want to use all these hybrid safeties in different ways. You don't want to use Jalen Mills that way, whatever. But you can do what you want to do as opposed to what you have to do. Right. Yeah. And I think that allows you to do have more creativity. And I, I don't mean to, like, pick on him, but seriously, getting Miles Bryant off the field defensively makes the defense a lot better. It just does. Like, Jonathan Jones is just a much better star or nickel, whatever you want to call it, than Miles Bryant is. And, and that really helps. And I, I just – with Jack Jones – now he's got the freedom to go and, and hunt for the football. And now he can be that ball hawk that we know that he can be because Christian Gonzalez is the one that's going to go 70 snaps against Stephon Diggs and be in his face. Now, is that going to work out year one right off the bat that he's going to take A.J. Brown and shut him down? That's not what I'm saying, but it just the idea of it is there for that potential to be there. So I, I thought I came out of tra- this, this offseason, this spring, thinking this defense – really could be one of the better defenses in the league truly not just like beating up on sam ellinger but like padded stats yeah 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 but i think too evan uh you know like to your point saying i think we should uh i'm good with judon like i just i'll see judon week one you know i think that that illustrates that it it is a little bit tenuous in a couple positions i think where one or two key injuries could could really hurt um especially at that outside linebacker spot which is you know kind of where we saw keon white so i'm I'm really curious to see what he looks like with pads on how much of a handful is he really for those offensive linemen? I, 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 I'm intrigued by just where he was playing, but I still don't really know exactly what he is. I think that's the case, though, with pretty much any lineman yeah. at this point. You know, uh, Mike and Charlotte writes in, uh, Fred, KPI is key performance indicators. I uh, said index. Sure. I've heard it index. It's either one. It's the same thing. Either way, it's well above my tax bracket. <laughs> uh, but anyway. I, I like it when I'm corrected. All right, 855. That's <laughs> 500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Uh, anything else we want to uh, just put on the table before we open it up to the listeners? What is this? NFL stuff. So um, I, w- I would say one yeah. last thing that, you know, you guys can really talk about in your own time. But um, Mike, uh, Joe Judge. No. Uh, no, the specialists, yeah. the, the, yeah. you know, the kickers. I, you know, I think that um, it's going to be interesting to see how both kicker and punter sort of play out over the summer. I think they'll all be close. I think those are – I mean, I, I think the rookies will probably win, but I don't think Nick Folk's going to go quietly, and I don't think Corliss Waitman's going to go quietly either. I mean, I, I think he was a little bit inconsistent from the few, you know, here and there that I saw, but I think it'll be uh, – you know, I don't know if you get excited for punter and kicker battles, but it's always an interesting end to the be- the practice with the kickers, you know, when you kind of go you back and forth. get the stopwatch out? Ah, no, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think Ryland clearly – hits the ball a lot better than Folk at this day. And I'm talking about power, right? And when you also put into that kickoffs after last year. How do you not? You know, I just – I think you have to consider that. We'll see if he can – you know, his control on the ball, some of the preseason games, things like that. Does the but, new rule on kickoffs give Folk any more of a leg up? Uh, oh. No pun intended. I don't think so. You know, because you're going to be kicking maybe shorter more often. To, I don't know. 
I don't know. I think after last year, I would, if they kick it out of the back of the end zone every single time, I'm good with that. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I never want to see Naeem Hines if taking it, the ball. If it's going to the again. 25, regardless of where you kick it, why do you have to kick it shorter? Uh, just to make them have a decision, you know, and possibly a mistake, you know. I mean, you're really relying on some guy yeah, I, I wanting to play hero ball. You know, I mean, because I I, I got to imagine in any kind of situation where you, you you can't have a mess up, absolutely, like near the end of the game that. They're not even going to try. Like, there's not even going to cross. You are not returning this ball. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but I don't think I don't think it's going to help folk. No, I don't see how it could. Last year when he was kicking them short, so they let were me getting returned. So like on a punt, right? When you punt the ball, guy raises his hand for fair catch. Yeah, right. Um, where the ball is down is where you start. On a kickoff, if the guy doesn't ca- if he raises his hand but doesn't catch it, hmm. oh, it's live. It's live. It's a live ball. Yeah. Okay. Kickoff's a live ball. So they're not gonna. So it's still a live ball if he doesn't catch it. Yeah. Okay. Hoping for a bounce or something. Right. Maybe. I don't know about. I don't know. Now that you have basically have to give up fair catch rule with right. kickoffs, I'm not no, sure. No, you have to catch a kickoff. You have to catch a kickoff. In the past, you have. They didn't say anything that that rule has changed. Okay. That would be a rule change. All right. Kickoff's a live ball. But it's not fair catch rules. Like fair but catch you could always fair catch a kick. That, that hasn't changed. They're only changing where you're putting the ball. Okay. But you always have had to catch. But you can't let it, like, fair catch and then, like, get away from no. it because it's, like, the wind is bad or anything like that. No. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you, like forever you've been able to fair catch a kick, and you, you would take possession where you caught the kick. Now the only difference is they're putting the ball at the 25 if – that fair catch takes place inside the 25. Okay. That's the only change to the rule. I, I watched the video yesterday All right. that the officials put out, and that actually wasn't even part of it. Okay. <laughs> did, you, did you get a certificate for it? Or? I did not get that certificate. It's, it's unfortunate. Right, because you're right, because otherwise it would negate the whole onside kick. Right. You could just raise your hand. Right. Yeah. You know, it's squibbing around. Right. Oh, fair catch. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Don't touch me. That's <laughs> why people don't chip them high on onside kicks. Right. Because <laughs> all then you have to do is put your hand up. Now you can't touch the guy, right. and all you have to do is catch it. Now yeah. you just can't touch it. Right. Okay. Um, so unless they've made another alteration to the rule that they haven't no, explained they, they yet. they couldn't do that without altering the, the on- onside kick right. rules. Right. Didn't right. get a certificate, though, so but for we some, don't know for I sure. I didn't get the video. So. The 25-yard <laughs> fair catch thing wasn't part of the, the video. Oh. <laughs> no. it, it also seemed to – you guys didn't watch this yesterday? I we didn't get it. Um. I'm trying to figure out how I got it now. <laughs> you just you just stunned me. <laughs> I think I just saw it on Twitter. Back I, don't, I don't really think uh-huh. it was sent to me. But anyway, the 25-yard um, touchback on, on the kickoff strangely wasn't part of the video. And it also seemed to cut off at a strange uh, point. Like there was more to the video. Maybe it's like a rough cut of the video and they're going to add that in there. I don't know. It's poor. Poor. It's talking about like helmet contact, helmet use. Uh, Bad you know, tackle. Yeah. Bad caddying. All right. Troy, uh, Troy Vincent, you know, playing up the player safety nonsense. Oh, yeah, we care about you. Let's, uh, now, that I, now that I no longer play, we care yeah. about you. Let's hear what from the listeners. Todd's in North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Kind of like the way the show is going. We've had positive Paul, and we've had dismal Deuce, and, oh, all, and then switch flip-flopping back and forth. It's uh, been a great show so far. Okay. So in that vein, I have this following idea. I want... One thing you feel optimistic about, one concern, and one thing area might be pleasantly surprised. And I can go first. Okay. I'm optimistic, very optimistic about our uh, defensive backfield, our DBs. I think that's just a given. My concern actually is our running backs. 
I don't know about our depth, and I know the two young guys didn't get too much play last year, and there's a bit of injury, so that's my concern. I think I'm going to be pleasantly surprised by our linebacking core. So that's my three, and I'd love to hear your guys' three. Thanks, all right. Guys. Thanks, Great Todd. Time. Do running back concerns on your own? I'm op- I am not concerned about running backs at all. Um, <laughs> time a dozen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd say I'm excited about the, the secondary. I think that's a good one. It covers a lot of ground, some new places. Uh, I'd like to be pleasantly surprised by Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that, you know, if he is, um, you know, just a needle mover. Like, I, I just don't want a guy who's going to catch third down passes and fall down. Like, I want somebody who can make some plays. Um, so that would be be my pleasant surprise. And what was the other one? What's your concern? Concern. concern. Oh. Uh, every, every everything else. Everything we, else. Are, we, the we tackles. Just heard, the we, tackles. We heard the first forty-five the minutes of the play. show. Everything yeah. else. Tackles. Mike. Tackles. I mean, I hope my pleasant surprise is Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, good, I mean, I think those good, two guys. Good pleasant surprise. Yeah. You know, maybe the pleasant surprise is that they signed. Yeah. I'm Hopkins. optimistic overall about the defense, just overall, and you know, uh, I'm concerned, like you said, about the tackles. Yeah. You know, there's just no easy answer with those tackle positions, other than you know, a couple guys. Just kind of play above their weight for a season. Am I, can we do past tense pleasantly surprised? Like what I was presently surprised sure. about sure. in minicamp, Mike Kosicki. Yeah. Okay. That was my, that was my, uh, my. Much better than I was even anticipating. Like, I think you talking about production wise, like what his better years in Miami. If he. 60, 70, somewhere in that. Yeah, yeah. 700 yards, 800 yards. If this keeps up, a lot more fluid, natural, instinctive of a receiver than than the guy he's replacing. Just really looks like he is a football player that, you know, has good hands, runs routes well, uh, explosive. Uh, yeah, I was really – We're going to use him correctly. Yeah. How are they going to use him in the red zone? That's what, you know, like yeah. how, how are you going to play with those two guys, him and Hunter Henry? Because it sounds like they're yeah. going to be out there together a lot. Yeah, and I just feel like, you know, the two things – the three things that you kind of knew that he could do – he could run like you knew he was gonna be able to run the seam and run across the field and win some foot races like that in the catch radius in the red zone production i think you thought was going to be decent but he showed a little bit more wiggle and a little bit more route running ability uh than what i kind of expected and he's at a level athletically well above hunter henry i think yeah at this point yeah I, he's had a little I chemistry agree. with mac too i think like just max seen there were a couple you know like quick quick get it out kind of throws and it wasn't great but you know like pressure was coming because they yep. dropped 11 or whatever it was yep. not, not just because i was I, I was thinking the same I, that's the thing i'm most excited about is him being implemented into the offense yeah own the red it's zone been, um it's big the th- what the thing i'm concerned about is like the offense in general i i, I remain concerned about but you know, specifically mac and the offensive line those those two elements and then the thing that i'm i guess Pleasantly, I, I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised by. I think you guys have really good ones with the receivers, um, but I'm going to say I'm going to be pleasantly surprised that it's just defensively you can match. You just match up. It's not. It's no longer just scheme related. It's just we we can match up up front. Yeah. We can do what we do, and we can and we can get pressure. Yeah. Like last year, I felt like they got pressure at times. But not necessarily when they needed it. I'm going to be pleasantly surprised when they get pressure or when they, yeah. they need it. Well, that's how you hope the the coverage marries up, right? Where if you're now yeah. forcing the quarterback to hold the ball for an extra second because you have better coverage, it allows those guys All up front to I tee ho- off. I hope to be pleasantly surprised by that element of the defense. Williams and Fellum, what's up, William? William, William, you there? 
Oh, I guess not. Good job, Hardy. Dang it, William. I guess not. Uh, let's see. Got a I think, lot. Of I think Mike was so negative that William didn't have anything <laughs> to add. A <laughs> lot of emails um, coming in. A lot of emails. Just to parse it out a little bit, though. Like, I share how you put it, Paulie. Like, you know, the offense and the tackles are concerned. But I just see the tackle. If that's a big problem, that's just going to. That's going to undercut the whole offense right from the get-go. You know, like, like I think could. generally if they get solid play, I think they'll be okay. That uh, doesn't mean I feel great, but I just think if they're, if they're getting subpar play from the tackles that, that they're going to be they're gonna be in trouble. Uh, Floyd in Redford, Michigan. Fred, you once referred to Mac as a high-maintenance, as high-maintenance. Evan has said the following about Mac: He isn't good under center. He doesn't have the arm to make the throw. He doesn't have the I confidence to make the throw. When someone brought up the possibility of competition, Evan didn't want that and said, you've got to put your arms around him. Paul said he can't throw on the run. Can someone please explain why we should be excited about having Mac as our QB? I don't think I said any of those things <laughs> that he just listed off, so I don't know. I do well, think, though, the short you, answer you to said that is that he's no one's telling you you have to be excited about the quarterback. We, I think we're all sort of wondering about the quarterback. I, you could feel how about the quarterback. <laughs> right. No, I think we all say it, it comes down to how well he plays, and none of us really know. I mean, that's kind of like – my whole, my one concern that we just with the exercise with Todd's and, and question, he can't be offense. He can't be as good as he was as a rookie. He's got to be significantly better than that. And, you know, and just as far as an OTA mini camp practice goes, he's he's just kind of the same guy. You know, and I you know I was joking we were uh, NFL Network's going to air this uh, what is that Belt Bledsoe first game of Bledsoe's second uh, season where he went toe to toe with Dan Marino, kind of a you know it's a, coming up it's coming week, up right week now one, 1994. Uh, you know, and Paul can speak to his performance probably a little bit more clearly than I can. But you know, I just, you know, unfortunately, it, I mean, I, I don't. I, I have to say, I don't know what I'm expecting to see in an OTA from Mac Jones that's going to make me say like, oh my gosh, he's really made strides. Um, but he has, like, he just looks like the same guy to me. The same, you know, it's hits a couple throws downfield. There's a couple clunky plays, and you know, so when the pads come on, when it gets serious, you get into joint practices and all that. I think we'll have a, a better sense of it. I just. I want to see some progress from him. Like I, I just, I don't really. I don't think there is progress. It. No, I, I think the progress is between the ears, and that's like the only where yeah, where you're not going to see it's it. It's the in only this part. source that you're going to get it from. Like mm-hmm. it, the the thing that's missing from from Mac, I think for all of us, like he can throw the ball with touch and accuracy down the field, like that. The one that we posted on Twitter to yep. Gasicki, and you know, he had another one to Parker uh, on the back pylon where he just put it up uh, on a shelf for Parker. Like he can make those touch throws down the field, but it's like you know. The, the the 15 yard in cut in between Drive two defenders it. where he just steps into it and, and drives it on a line. It's the sideline out. Like, can he throw that ball without air under it? Like, can he throw it on a line? And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's ever going to come for him. Like, I don't know if he's ever going to have that kind of arm talent. So you're just kind of hoping that he's going to be one step ahead mentally. Right. And, and that that's just kind of where he's at. But the one thing I want to throw out there about the offensive line, uh, without Mike Onwenu out there these couple weeks, they have obviously filled in with a bunch of different guys. I don't think Bill Murray is a real thing, but like Antonio Maffi, Jake Andrews, maybe uh, the guys that they drafted, maybe uh, maybe on one who's a tackle. You know, I I I don't really love that doing that. Like I, I think that he's better off at guard. Uh, but if you kick him out back outside the tackle and you use one of you know Antonio Maffi, like you can hide tackles. We are guards, excuse me. You yeah. know that. You can yeah. you can point. open David Andrews to his side, you can slide, you can do all sorts of things to help out a guard. 
maybe Onwenu kicks back out to tackle. Now you're only worrying about one tackle spot in between Trent Brown and Riley Reef and Connor McDermott and Calvin Anderson. Uh, you should be able to find one yeah. left tackle. Oh, yeah, it's like, are you telling me that Connor McDermott's a better right tackle than Michael Onwenu? Like, I, I yeah. struggle to, to, to see that just with the power Onwenu has. And I also would just wonder, you know, what do you think that would do for him going into a free agency year where he now is going to go back to tackle. Is that yeah. it's another good point, Mike, because you know how much I, I think that was an enormous part of the equation last year was the fact that the two tackles had their noses bent out of joint when they switched sides, you know, and for the exact reason that you're talking about, Wynn was a left tackle going into his free agency here and they move him to right. Trent Brown they, they resigned as, as a, a free right agent, as a right tackle, and they make, made him a left tackle. Yeah. And I do I can I put a hand on a Bible and tell you that this was true? No, but I think both of those guys were upset about it. Yeah. I just think it's I I don't want to move Mike out to tackle just because I think when you have a quarterback like Mac Jones, the the depth of the pocket is more important than the width because he's got to be yeah. able to step up in yeah. the pocket. So having those three guys sturdy in the interior is probably better for his style of play. But if you're really really deficient there at tackle, he's probably the best tackle on your roster not named trent brown and you kick him out you put mafia in at guard and how much do you really drop off if at all yeah uh tim and uh duncan our friends at duncan says fred's correct the best games are ones that the patriots win by a lot (laughs) they get a lead early and continue to build on throughout the game love those days hopefully they'll be back soon um i have a good feeling about getting hopkins signed I heard a report on the radio today that Robert Kraft is all for it. Do you think that's true? If so, I have confidence they will get the money right to sign him. You think, uh, I, I, I didn't no hear that. But I, have, I didn't hear I, it, I, but I, I can I, understand yeah. why. It, yeah, why yes, wouldn't Mr. Course. Kraft be a guy who's going to bring excitement and put butts in I've, the seats? I've heard more speculation posed as fact on this whole situation yeah. uh, than I can remember on really any situation. And last like thing, this. my first disagreement with Evan, and it has nothing to do with football, to say that Chris Stapleton is a niche art- artist with an overrated anthem is easily okay. the worst take. Uh, Chris Stapleton is a great artist with no, a great no one, anthem. Uh, no one knows who Chris Stapleton is. <laughs> first of all, I don't know who he is. First of all, first of all, Chris Stapleton is fine. Let's not let's calm down. Second of all, people need to realize that like when I'm messing with Barth, it's not messing with Barth, I was right? Gonna, I, and like that, that I wanted to ask was, is this a catch twenty two thing? It's yes. Okay. Yes. Now that makes more sense. All right, we're gonna take a break. Fred's, Fred's Fred's here. here. We'll be uh, right back after this. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official five G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data Q2 2020. 
when someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. 
Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. 
Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. And now, great moments in history. Shouldn't have holy socks. I am a very religious person. Who is that, by the way? Michael Erfurt. <laughs> Didn't we establish that on the last show? <laughs> Just found it on some yeet vines. Oh, you don't know who it is? Holy Socks by Dr. Soul. That's terrible. He, he was work- show. Yeah, he was I, we working it. it out. We got I it. Smelled I, it. Sorry. I smelled the smoke. Didn't, didn't you pull he a two wor- gender on us? He was working it out before, and he got uh, it out without I mean, strategies up with Pope and Vatican, but that didn't work. That's another great moment from All right, back on Patriots Unfiltered. It's Deuce, Evan, Paul, myself, Matt in the booth. Uh, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Alex in Fall River writes in. Two questions. One, Evan, did you ever listen to PFW back when you were working for Clintus, um, and did you have familiarity with the guys back then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not religiously, because I'm. You know, I think we're all in the same boat that we don't. You have a life. We don't read a ton of content or listen to a ton of content from other people. But sure, I. Yeah. And I does the cast prefer the na- old name of PFW or the new one of PU? I will always have a soft spot in my heart for PFW in progress. I kind of like that better too. Yeah, I, I still call it PFW in progress all the time. Yeah, PU in progress. Yeah, it's always been PU to me. So yeah, me too. Yeah, you have your uh, uniform on today too. Yeah, I did. Thank you. You can call Matt Morell for one. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll ship it to you. Um, <laughs> maybe you'll get it next year. <laughs> Josh and Turner's Falls. Um, Turner's Falls. Any chance you could give Matt a mobile camera and have him walk around the stadium and maybe get a D-hop sighting? <laughs> but in all seriousness, if Hopkins doesn't sign with the Patriots, now or later, do you think the Patriots need an upgrade of some kind at the skill position? Maybe Cook, not my choice, but a name thrown around on Paul's shows. A Denver receiver, free agent, trade, Bueller. Would love to hear your guys' opinions and maybe a name that might be a realistic option. Who, who are we talking about? I mean, Cook, I, like a skill Brent, position. Brent, no, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Dalvin Cook. Oh, oh, Dalvin oh Cook. yeah, no. Oh, eh, running backs. <laughs> eh. um, I would say they need somebody. I just I don't know. I don't know where. Though, I mean, those ones kind of come out of nowhere. You know, I mean, that might be the kind of thing where you got to wait till the trade deadline and you have to wait till someone's ready to yeah. unload a Muhammad Sanu. <laughs> but that's like, you know, that's what he's on a roll. Today. That's where the options come from, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely see, it feels so like, like more oh, like a trade tra- deadline. Trade thing. for Jamar Chase. Uh, you know? Travis yeah. in West Virginia continues his feud with Paul. Paul, did you hear Einstein Allen's press conference on Tuesday? This is an actual quote from him I'm just trying to talk and listen at the same time. Sometimes when you look dopey and speak dopey, it means you're actually dopey. <laughs> but feel free to keep marveling at his intellect. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Can I just say, you've never heard that phrase before? What? You need to have the ability to talk and listen at the same time sometimes. You can't just be all about you. I've I've never heard that phrase. I've heard you have two ears and one mouth. I've heard that as well. You should listen twice as much as you speak. I've I've heard that as well, Scott Pioli. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, The other thing is, um, by the way, I've never met Josh Allen, so I'm not telling you about his intellect. I, I have no idea I what his I touch him. I, has, I have no idea what his <laughs> IQ is. I have no idea what kind of student he was or what book smarts he had. I'm, I'm saying he plays more often than not like a quarterback that understands what he's doing. Yeah, he's also he reads, just good. He yeah, reads defenses football. very well, in my opinion. I think when he gets in trouble, 
he's trying to do too much physically to extend a play. Yeah. Not because I didn't read the co- – man, I just got fooled in that coverage. I, I, don't, I don't see that a lot. I, I would just – where's an example that he's dumb? I don't, I don't know how this even became a thing. I would just, he plays for I, a team <laughs> in the division, Mike. I, I would just throw this out. I would it's say, pretty Evan, simple. What would you say – how much did they throw uh, – how much did Steve Belichick throw at Josh Allen over the last couple of years in terms the of different – kitchen sink. So, you know. And that's why I, mean, I just like keep going. Once, with the aid of a 90 mile per hour wind, they were able to keep him under, under check. Yeah, that's under why runs. I just keep coming back to with the secondary. What makes me feel excited, optimistic, is I think they have better players in the secondary now. And I don't think you can beat Josh Allen with smoke and mirrors. I think you just have to be better than Buffalo. When you line up against Buffalo, you just need to have the horses well, to line up against them. And even when you have the right call and you disrupt him, he extends the play. And he still beats you. Well, that stupid touchdown he had last year where he, like, one foot out of bounds and then just, yeah. like, rifled it across Well, I think that that's, like, like what, with him in particular, I think that's what has given them so much trouble is they might spin it on him and he might hold the ball for a second, but they can't get him on the ground. Yeah. So then all of a sudden it becomes schoolyard, yeah. and he's okay with it becoming schoolyard. So once it once it, the play breaks down, now he's to hold another play. Now we're, it's <clears throat> they, that's what they say all the time. It's like two plays against him. It's the initial play, and then it's like the secondary play, and that's where he beats them. Yeah. And I would say without question that both like a guy like Mahomes and Josh Allen, what Evan just said is the biggest reason for their success. They just have a physical gift yeah. that most guys don't. Like, I, you can be smart, you can be dumb. If you're that physically talented, you're going to find a way to make some plays. But you can't do what they do and be dumb and play dumb all the time. Now, that throw that you're talking about, the one in the Thursday night game where Mac Wilson had him on the sideline, that just as easily can be an example of what I'm talking about when he gets in trouble. He's extending the play. Instead of pulling the plug, he throws one across his body, and a guy picks it off. I've seen it, it happened to him a yep. lot last year. Sure. He had some red zone uh, turnover problems last year. Yeah. So sometimes he tries to do too much. I just think it's, again, you're just trying to, you know, put down the, the other guys in the division. Well, by saying well I, I think, to me, the question isn't about his football smarts. It's about his off-field. Like, <laughs> life decisions like get into this the type of girlfriends he chooses and things like that Uh, i'm really on that i'm really hoping that Haley comes through for us i I think that's absolutely a concern if you're buffalo i'm i I don't dismiss it at all uh you know much like tom brady in the first i don't know 15 years of his career Uh, yeah yeah uh from west virginia is like like is that like nikhil nakodi uh honestly i wouldn't know uh my mother wanted to be different Okay. Nice. How are you guys doing today? All right. Good. Great. Grand. So this question isn't about uh, this year, but um, when Bill decides to retire or get fired, if that ever happens, um, we have projections on who would be the next head coach, but I haven't heard any projections on who would be the next GM. Do you guys happen to have any thoughts on who would be the next GM? I don't know. It depends on how much Kraft likes Matt Grow. Matty Grow. You know, um, if Kraft likes him, then it could be Matt Grow. Do you think he would set it up more traditionally with a with a GM and a coach? Yes. Um, certainly, if if the if the next head coach is either Gerard Mayo or Bill O'Brien, let's say, because Bill O'Brien's been both. That's why I, know. I bring it up. I think I think at first Kraft would have a GM. Yeah. That's I have no idea the answer to either one of those questions. It's a good one, though. Is that an owner decision, whether or not to yeah. have a coach and a GM? Or is it, I mean, yeah. that's that's his choice. Of course it is. Yeah. Of 
course it is. I've just gotten so. I mean, not, into now this. if you if you hire somebody with a high profile like a Parcells or a Bel, well, at Belichick at, not at the time, but if you hire a pr- high profile coach, sometimes they demand that I I need to run the ship. You can have a GM all you want, but I have final say, and that's the terms that you hire the person under. But Belichick got that when he got here. Yeah. I'm trying to think now. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they, Andy Wasichuk was here, but he was more of the capologist type guy. Yeah, no, well, when, when he did, got when, when he Pioli got high, come in? when he huh? when did Pioli come in? He came in with Pars, uh, with but Belichick, he, but Belichick had final say from day one. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, Bobby Greer stayed on through the draft, which is a very common practice around the league when that happens. After the draft, he was fired. Pioli was the quote unquote general manager from day one. But he didn't have final say. No. Final say in the 90 or final say in the 53 or both? Anything. Got it. I would agree, I would agree <laughs> with Fred. Anything. Got it. Yeah. I mean, now, did they butt heads? Yeah. They they disagreed, but um, Bill had final say. I think that's just the biggest thing. Like, I don't necessarily care about the titles, but whoever is running the personnel department, whether it's director of player personnel like Matt Groh's title or GM, like, do you, do you have the conviction to stand up? To the guy that has the final say and be like, "No, nah, we're this is this is not the right decision. Like, we're not drafting this guy. We're drafting that guy. Like that. That I think is is. I just you got to have that. I just think if there's one thing I've learned over the last few years, it's just how vital the draft is and how those picks are just everything. And it's unfortunate how it all works that you know certain teams stink and then they get really good players, but it's just it's everything for this franchise going forward. Uh, Ryan in Tampa writes in, quick question for you all. If the Patriots signed D-Hop, what would Mac Jones need to do this season for you to consider giving him the fifth-year option? For example, in my eyes. Oh, sorry, Nakodi. Oh, I forgot he was there. <laughs> uh, for example, in my eyes, he'd need to have around 4,200 yards, 25 touchdowns to 10 interceptions with two or more come-from-behind games, sealing fourth-quarter drives. If he can't produce that, I don't think you can comfortably consider him your quarterback of the future. What are your thoughts? Definitely giving him the fifth-year option. If he plays the whole year, he's going to get the fifth-year option. And yeah. it, like for me, anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. that means he didn't do anything to lose the job. Bill didn't think – I mean, it, I guess it could be like a Cam Newton year where everybody thought he should have lost the job, <laughs> but he never did. I, 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 I suppose right. that's possible. I don't think that will happen. If he doesn't play well, I think Bill will make a change. And uh, yeah. if he plays all 17 games and it's not a disaster, I think he'll get the fifth year option is just too affordable. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's a big it, it's a, a better question is the contract extension, right. because the fifth year option is, I mean, why not? Like you have team control over a quarterback at an affordable price. Like there's he would really have to have the bottom fall out from underneath him to not get the fifth year option. Uh, Mitch in Albany still hasn't received his T-shirt. I think he's just busting them on you now. <laughs> You know, you know what you need to do? You've uh, got to turn, turn your, your mic, mic on, on first. first time producing a show? It was just routed differently. Oh. Because <laughs> oh. I was going to say, you send it with signature required so that, you know. Then you know. Yeah. The priority mail, flat rate, prepackaged stuff. All you got to do is put it in the mail. Are you sure it doesn't need a stamp? Yeah. It's pre-stamped. <laughs> I don't know about that. Flat <laughs> rate envelope. One rate, any weight. <laughs> The post office will be like, we got a bunch of just T-shirts in here. Like, yeah. they're not stamped. <laughs> the whole post office is wearing. Claire got hers t-shirts. in the UK. She let us all know. 
Uh, Lee in Malvern, UK. Speaking of the UK, I see Mike is wearing his Foxborough post, post office just walking around with Patriots Unfiltered shirts. <laughs> nice. I see Mike wearing his Patriots Unfiltered t-shirt that looks a fantastic design. So well oh. done, whoever produced that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, I'm hopeful for the upcoming season, but as a fan, I'm always excited to see the players return. I'm concerned that, again, the majority of doubt seems to be on the offensive side. But I can't root against my team, and I respect and rely on Patriots Unfiltered to give an honest assessment of what you've seen. How long do you think it will take to finally determine if Mac has what it takes after what seemed a wasted year last season? How long will it take? How long will you be able to say mid-year, okay, took about a year keep and a half. Mac? <laughs> a year and a half. I, I still just go back to the same thing that I keep going. Like, what what's your your judgment of what it takes like i i just it depends on what you what you want you have to see it yeah like I, do you want him to be you know an mvp candidate or do you just want to be kirk cousins like i i i don't know like that that's to each their own at, at that point yeah you know when you see it i just i don't think any of it can really be determined like in training camp or in joint practices like i don't think anything is really going to convince anybody that he's like turned a corner or that he's excel like it, it has to happen in the games and I mean, it's everybody wants like what's the stat line, and I just I go back to how does the team look? Does the team get behind them? Are they able to perform in, when when all the pressure is on? Are they able to pull some wins out? Like those are the things that I've been missing. I haven't been like, man, if we just had a five thousand yard passer, we'd be fine. Like you need to be able to win games, and 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 you know, especially in this league, it's so hard, and there's so many good teams that when you have a chance to close a team out, you have to do it, and they haven't been able to do it on either side yeah. of the ball for a couple. I, of I years. can almost guarantee that. When this season plays out and unfolds and we're talking in the offseason next year, there's going to be just as many people saying, you got to give them the fifth-year option as there will be saying, there's no way I would give them the fifth-year option. It's just I, I, I can't imagine around, around that all of a sudden he's going to go out there and throw, you know, 11 touchdowns and 16 interceptions and it's going to be blatantly obvious. Or 33 touchdowns and five interceptions. Right. It's going to be blatantly obvious. It's going to be somewhere in the middle yeah. where there's going to be – you know, wild opinions on both sides. It's just a question of where the numbers come. Like, at what point do the interceptions come? Right. Do they come that's in the first ha- quarter? That's what's going to happen. Little, you know, or like they someone, fade down the stretch. Like, like, they, I, like I've been, you know, obviously very uh, critical in, in questioning. And I'm always going to point it out. Like, yeah, yeah, he was great against the Colts, you know. And then someone who has been very positive on him is, is going to say, you know, how, how can you turn him down? I mean, look at, you know, 69% you know, percent completions. You know, forty-two hundred yards, and they're going to point to that. You know, the uh, EP uh, EPA. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. I, going, I, well, I mean, look at the EPA. I, doing I mean, Fred's thing. I mean, the only guy in the yeah, league with a better EPA is Mahomes. I mean, from, I mean, he's the second best quarterback in football. If you extrapolate Week Nine from Week Sixteen, Paul, I mean, he's the third <laughs> exactly. best quarterback in football. Exactly. He <laughs> didn't score any points in those weeks, but I, hey, when I twelve his own. It's expected <laughs> points, Paul. It's fake points. Yeah, right. Even better. <laughs> right. They're great. They're great in the expected games, much like they never lost a game that they didn't play in. Do they have a UPA, unexpected points added? Like, yeah. we didn't even realize we were going to get those points. I'll bet you Mahomes is high on that list. Uh, being in Brooklyn, I'd obviously love to have D-Hop, but kind of like the way the offense is set up now. Two outside guys in Parker and Thornton, two inside guys in Borden Juju, two very solid tight ends, and a great running back. I don't know if I want to get rid of Parker because we'd have a lack of outside guys, but I don't want to get rid of Bourne because he's very know. good with Mac and has been a great Patriot. 
A lot of really goods and greats for guys that are have really done nothing. I, yeah. I'm not even. I'm not even <laughs> going to talk about necessarily today. the caliber of players that we're talking about. Why, if you swapped Hopkins for Parker, does that disrupt the inside-outside thing? Right. Every team has two outside guys and two. You know. I know. But, like, but how Hopkins, good they are. But that's Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how good they are. And that's why people think that maybe in. I guess we didn't really talk about this. Parker was kind of sort of icy icy good good word yes yeah. um when asked about hopkins because yeah, i think that he's he's a veteran and he yeah. understands that it potentially could could put him in yeah. jeopardy at least his role yeah. you know well evan didn't you say you saw something maybe they should use deandre hopkins kind of like julian edelman <laughs> stop it uh cody in indiana <laughs> i don't really understand We're on tv you can't do that i don't really understand why everyone says if we sign d hop who gets cut i'm sure i'm oversimplifying it but didn't basically uh, didn't we basically lose two receivers in the offseason and only sign one? We lost Jacoby yes. and Aguilar. Yeah, you still got but Aguilar only signed spot. Juju. Yep. Yes. Do we still not have an open spot? I know we're hoping one of the late round picks can stick, but still, I don't understand why signing Hopkins means we have to move on from Parker or Bourne. No, it doesn't, doesn't mean doesn't. you have to. It just means that I, I like we've said in the past, it, is Parker or Bourne going to sit on the sideline and never play and? be happy uh, about that like those two guys deserve to put like they're they're nfl caliber receivers that should be playing somewhere so it's more about like malcontents than yeah than like anything. last like last year you had the guys that you just talked about and you know first of all you started off first whatever many games four games i think thornton was on ir didn't play at all um Aguilar was a bigger part of the offense early on yeah. born was non-existent then you know, Aguilar sort of fell out of favor with the turnovers. He had a couple of balls go off his hands that were picked. He had a fumble, a big Baltimore fumble against Baltimore. Baltimore. So he kind of fell out. Of, like, to Evan's point, you're going to end up with somebody upset, at least one person. It's going to be the odd man out. Last year, I think Aguilar and Bourne were upset at various times. And like I said, a quarter of that, you didn't even have Thornton. So, I, yeah, you don't have to get rid of one of those guys I would say roster-wise. I would say it's Bourne. That that would be mine. I, I think there's a chance of that, but you don't have to. Like, no, you can keep. You're going to keep five receivers. I don't think a lot of teams have five receivers that you actually well think will play a big role on offense. Usually, like you get down a little bit, and it's a guy that might be able to be a return guy or it's a like special a teams player. Douglas. Well, that's what I was just going to bring up, which is probably a good point to just bring up that Booty wasn't even out there for min, for mandatory mini camp, and and you really didn't see anything out of out of Pop, as I as I've learned he likes to be called. Um, you know, those it was the it was the other guys the forty four. I can't remember his name. Raleigh Webb. <laughs> what, what is, it's like the Raleigh Webb. I got a block. I got a block on the Raleigh <laughs> Webb name. Um, but it was you know it was the Malik Cunningham's. It's the Ed Lee's. Like those were the guys in the opportunity. Ed Lee was reps my guy the, for camp. I mean, making think, but he was like Trey Nixon last year, only not downfield. But yeah. you'll notice. I mean, I would say generally, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody out there doing a, a roster projection with Malik Cunningham on it. But like, I don't like. I'm not going to bang the table for any of those any of those low ra- ranking receivers. So. You know, by that token, I think, yeah, it, it, it could just you could just add D Hop and keep everybody, but it's just disappointing because I think you want to keep adding youth to this group, and we we know there'll be some turnover. Uh, I think Bourne is a free agent this year, yep. regardless if you cut Parker him. Parker so is too. Parker is too. So you you know you've got real long term needs at that position. So ideally, one of those kids would pop, and then maybe you could move on from somebody no. who's a lame duck. No pun intended. Pop, pop. There you go. Uh, Gene in Ottawa. Uh, I've been a long-time listener. Continue to enjoy the show. You guys do a great job. Two quick requests. First, 
I'm hoping you'll bring back the three points with Perillo video future yeah. you used to have. Oh, remember that, Paul? You did a we video. Put, I think we, didn't you used to do it like from the bowl? We'd sit you in a. a oh, we did it yeah. countless places. But yes, we've done uh, many from one in the bathroom. The bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do it up in one of the suites. Uh, we did it in the, inside the bowl. We did it at the Hall of Fame. We've done it a lot of places. I think that would be good. We we put Paul in a stall. And he just talks. You don't see him. You just hear him. To nobody in particular. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I was at home. It's like, the, yeah. like no like one's professional. Like you're really kind of and then at the end of the piece, you hear the flush. <laughs> I, love I think I think it's a good, good button. I love it. Yeah. I I, uh, I appreciate the love though. Thank you. Uh, also, but with no, all the do your job videos video. produced by the Patriots, how about doing one oh, featuring oh, oh. Pu and your whole group? It's not that exciting. That's no. Well, you never know. Maybe. We could do one, and we could sit around and say, why don't we do um, a feature on it? Well, they won't let us do that. Yeah, you're <laughs> probably right. No, we could do one on, like, you know, the amazing arguments we have about the Celtics. That, that would have been good content. That oh. would have been just to burn it off. and uh, We'd have to, like, it censor it. Yeah. I mean, boy, the F-bombs were flying. Well, it was nice that there was something to argue about. Like, I feel like part of this team, it's been hard to, like, really get into disagreements because, you know, they haven't been all that good. It's a kind of, an, you know, it's hard to be like. Well, you think it's hard now. At least now there's, like, positives and negatives. When yeah. Andy and I used to do this when they were going 14 and 2 and going to years. Uh, that and sense. that's when Bill O'Brien used to make fun of us. I don't know how you guys do it. You find something to argue I about. Complain I, about. I miss those days where, you know, I was the one saying, hey, I think they're pretty good. And Paul and Andy would argue with me. <laughs> Like, like they'll be really, lucky to we make really it to the second Fred's half right. of the Super Bowl with a lead. Fred, 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 Fred Sixth right. AFC <laughs> We really Frickin had to try hard to come up with something, but like, again, it was always the disclaimer. Assuming that they're going to win yeah. at least 12 games and whether or not they're hosting the AFC Championship game. That's what these concerns have to do with. Like, whether or not their fourth string tackle was good enough in case two guys got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like that's right. we, those are the things right. we used and they to go argue. five deep like, at center. <laughs> right now yeah. we're like, who's our first string? Those are the guys. Those are the things we used to argue about. Yeah. Uh, Philippe in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, love the summer coverage of the team. Nice. How does Juju's injury impact the evaluation of this team's decision to acquire him instead of keeping Jacoby Myers? It's a good question. Yeah, I don't have the answer, but it's a good yeah, question. A fair point. I mean, the o- the only bright side I could say about Juju was at least he was here. Like, he wasn't, like, I mean, he wasn't here when they went, Kansas City went to the White House, but he was here. He's yeah. here for minicamp. He just wasn't on the field. You know, so it's not like he's not here. Right, and he is in yeah. meetings and I learning. I think Lawrence Guy is the only guy that was not yeah. here. We did also see uh, some of the photos from the practices that we were not invited to. He was at least in one picture. Yep. Yeah. So he, I think they, he was out there. It wasn't but maybe a total loss, but. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, much about his situation, but it sounds like Taekwon was was really just playing it safe in in the spring. Uh, Philippe says, "I'm ready to go ahead and take an early shot at the decision. One I was not on board from at the start. Juju's is marginally better than Jacoby at best, and has an injury issue that prevented him from joining the team for minicamp on his first season with the team. So Philippe put Philippe down for not yeah. liking the decision. I I mean." I think it'll be an interesting one to kind of watch because, like I've said many, many times, Jacoby always produced, whether he was Tom Brady, Cam Newton. Um, you know, he wasn't the biggest needle mover on the offense, but he knew what he was doing. He was reliable. He always spoke, always, you know, had had good, not, not to say good things, but, you know, was always willing to talk and gave honest answers. And, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be hard for Juju to top what Jacob, the guy Jacoby was off the field for sure. 
I think he can top him on the field, but gotta be on you got to see. And, and, and Jacoby yeah. was, you know, until this year he got hurt a bunch, but he, he'd been consistent. And that's why I've always called it a wash is not because I didn't think – like Juju Smith-Schuster, <laughs> whatever year, I think it was 18, whatever year it was, he had a year that Jacoby Myers is not capable of Yeah, yeah 18. He's – like we came into the league with a higher level of talent than Jacoby Myers had. Because he was a receiver. The, in, <laughs> the injuries to me – have evened it in my in my opinion now some people still think it's a fine i'm not going to split hairs um but that's 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 the big concern for me is did he ever get that explosiveness back yeah you know can he and run like can he run like and he that's what did. makes him better than jacoby you know like those things with the ball like that jacoby right. didn't really have like he'd get in the right spot but he's you know he's not going to turn a, a, a 10 or 12 yard completion into like a 30 40 yard scoring play Unless he's throwing the ball, I, I honestly think that that's what it came down to, which we talked about in in March, was just this Bill O'Brien offense and what Bill O'Brien is all about is catch and run. Like he wants guys that can catch and run the football, you know, hit him over the middle of the field and and pick up, go from an eight yard slant be turning into a twenty yard gain, and sicky, and yeah. that just wasn't Jacoby's game. I I just think from a skill set perspective, he Juju fits better with the style of offense that they want to play, uh, but he's got to be out there, obviously. So it, it's a good question. Uh, Dr. James, uh, who's our resident cartoonist, oh, nice. says, I know that you guys, especially Evan, are rightly influenced by the newer statistical tools. It's really important. But today you all talked about clutch plays, and that made me want to ask a question that has been on my mind for a while. To what extent do you rate the importance of these intangible or immeasurable factors like clutch or gamer or locker room guy? How much of what's important in football is this quantifiable stuff? Yeah, well, we can well, quantify fourth clutch. quarter comebacks. I mean, that's a you know yeah. QB stat hashtag. But I mean, that's that's. I give else. Evan credit because a lot of Evan's uh, fellow stat uh, nerds um, do not okay. believe in clutch. Do not believe in it. They think. They don't believe in momentum either. Uh, you know, at bats, they, at they bats in the ninth sheet. inning and the same as in the third inning, and you know, plays in the fourth quarter yeah. are the same as those in the. A lot. Of, I'm not making that up. A yeah. lot of analytically driven people do not believe in that. Don't tell me there's no such thing as momentum. I saw the 28-3 game. <laughs> I mean, do not ever tell me there's no such thing as momentum. So you you saw that? What was that yeah. like? I mean. TV yeah. or? Anyone that saw that and says, oh, momentum's not a real thing, then that, that was it. That was it right there. It might be like harder to – like David Ortiz's grand slam against the Tigers in the ALCS. One of the clutches of clutch moments in the history of sports. Like you're telling me that that wasn't like and that's he, not a thing. And the thing like, about him is he's done. He he did it a lot, right? He you know they're down four runs in the ALCS, and he hits a grand slam to tie the game in like the eighth inning. This, like, but what happens <laughs> is the, the guys that push back on this, and and I've heard a lot of conversations about this, and it's some, something that really sticks in my head. You know, they'll, they'll they'll point to the numbers that don't back that up. You know, like Derek Jeter has always been considered a, a clutch player, but. If you look at his his overall numbers, they're not really any better in the postseason than they are in the. Re- that's not the point. It's not. It's not how you. It's not what we're talking it's about. It's the situation. It's like like Evan talks about with David Ortiz. There were very very rare times when we really need a hit here that he didn't come through. Now yeah. no one you know comes through every time, but when you have a guy like in my opinion, if a guy's a three hundred hitter in baseball. And he hits 300 with bases loaded, two outs in the ninth inning. That's far more impressive 
Like, to say that that's the same as the regular season is wrong because it's much harder in the second scenario than it is the first. And the same thing with the fourth quarter. Like, you well, you know, his, his passer rating is really no better in the fourth quarter while trailing than it is in the first quarter. But it's enormously different. Yeah. The defense is a playing tip. The defense is coming after you. You have, you know, like, if you throw one incomplete pass, the game's over. Like, yeah. that, that whole Tom Brady comeback. Like, one time they have to punt in the fourth quarter, the game's over. Or turn it over on foot forward yeah. uh, on downs because obviously they wouldn't. And, have and you know the drive that he had to score every single time. And, and, you don't think that's harder to perform in yeah. than regular time? And on the game tying drive in that game against the Falcons, Brady was under pressure. I mean, they were hitting him. He was standing in the Go pocket back and look at the and, first drive and taking the hit. And and to me, that's clutch. That's mental. He didn't let it get to him. He, you know, some guys have it and others don't. So you can play the same. So there's nothing that you can point to. Well, you know, it really, is no, it really doesn't change. That's the point. Like Joe Montana, he never changed. When it was the Super Bowl, he played the same as he did in every other candy. Game. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that yeah. to me is an enormous intangible that can't be quantified. Right. I, I feel a little biased, but I kind of feel like hockey, and I maybe would say baseball too, are sports that are very conducive to momentum because there's such a flow to those games. And, it does. Ex- I, I do think it exists in, in football too, but you know, it gets a lot more broken up. Where you have like our special teams, and then we're going to kick an extra point, and then we got to kick off, and you know, so it's a little hard to maintain it. But I, I, I mean, you guys could probably speak a little bit better to basketball. But I just, you know, no playing, refing hockey. Like there are just times where you're like, we're up against it right now. Like you know, and it, and, and it can change in the blink of an eye. Like I yeah. don't think that it's a thing where like we're really struggling. Like it, it only takes one one little play. To shift momentum, but I, I firmly believe in in, in the and, thing. And people call a lot of this stuff intangibles. I think it's all tangible. Sure, I think it's all tangible. Well, I mean, you it's, know, it's, you know, in what's, the playoffs, what's tangible, like, tangible about it. You can like you can tell a guy who's clutch. Like he shows you over and over. Like you don't earn clutch until you've done it many times. But once you've done, that's tangible. Like this guy's clutch. Larry Bird is a clutch player. No, but what like, I'm saying is you don't know that guy has it until you see him do it. Right. That's yeah. why it's an yeah. intangible. You can't quantify it heading into until afterwards. You yeah. Can, now, then you can say he was clutch in those games. Right. And it's the same thing. Like if you start off your career and you fail in a lot of those spots, you get that knock that you don't come through in the clutch. But if you if you start off the you know, like Alex Rodriguez is a guy who was always bashed in baseball because he never did it when it counted. Yeah. Well, and then all of a sudden in 2009, he had an unbelievable postseason when the Yankees, you know, I, I, you younger folks might not remember the Yankees last won the World Series. It was quite a while ago, <laughs> 2009. They were also all juiced. So. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole league was juiced then. No, just the Yankees. <laughs> but so does that mean that he had it? All yeah. along? No. David like, Price. Uh, right. Uh, well, David yeah. Price, a great example. But also, then, Derek like, Jeter's overrated. But then, like, how about the example of go. Tom Brady, who, like, his first Super Bowl, he executes, like, Gave him a chills. game-winning drive. And, you know, and then it was, like, it was just on with him. I mean, then he did it again in 03. Right. Like, he just had it. So like, now, if he doesn't come through with the game on the line on a certain time, no one's going to call him a choker. No. He already because he's, he's done, done it. it. Because he's done it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Whereas the guy who chokes all, like, no one would say that A-Rod is a clutch player. I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't say Derek Jeter was a clutch player. Well, I mean, that's just, that's <laughs> Josh Allen-esque right there. <laughs> um, like, I, I, I wouldn't say that A-Rod Mom. is a clutch player. He was incredibly clutch once. 
Yeah. But but I wouldn't say that that diminished, you know, that that overshadows the rest of his career where he had many opportunities to perform in, in big spots and, and didn't come through. But so, like, you know, like John Elway. Like El- Edelman John and Elway's Welker. ridiculously clutch. You know, Edelman and Welker, so many of their plays came on third down when it was You knew o- it was going it, on. It was obvious we we're going to have to yeah. pass and they still made the play. But, but Welker that, well, that's what I, was, I know, I know, I know. Like, but like, this yeah. is why Welker is not in our Hall of Fame, right? Because of that one <laughs> yeah. play. Yeah, I still say he's a clutch player. I still say he's a clutch player. Of course he was, but yeah. again, it's intangible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's tangible. I believe it's tangible <laughs> because you're basing it on what you see, <laughs> right? Which is the very well, definition of intangible. Yeah. To be fair, I say twenty-seven fourth we quarter comebacks. Qu- we can we can quantify some of it at this point. Yeah, you can quantify some of it. No, yeah. but what I'm saying is a guy's performance is unaffected by the situation. No, I get that's I get, what I'm talking about. Right, but I can I tell, tell you, the guy's going. I can tell you, like mind. what Tom Brady's passer rating is in a one-score game in the fourth quarter versus Aaron Rodgers' passer rating in a one-score game in the fourth quarter. And let me tell you, Tom Brady's is a lot better. Right, I can tell you these things. I don't know if that d- does it for you, yeah. but <laughs> but that right. But can you tell me how many catches? Wes Welker has in the fourth quarter of one score games as opposed to, like, yeah. you know, like, so do you, do you call him a choker or not? Like, yeah, I can. So but you think he's a choker? No, I but I can tell you. But he dropped that. one. Like, th- that's right. my point. Like, right. you don't know what's going on at the particular time. That, I think that's like, the Numbers only yeah. tell you so much. Right, because there's no context behind them. Right. right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Colin Barf. writes in, I've been enjoying... Uh, well, that was... I've been drawing the spring OTAs and what they bring, but any whisper of struggling offense makes me nervous and causes my little hope bubble oh. to begin to shrink. I think with Gasecki, we have upgraded from nothing to something at tight end, uh, at tight end two. But with wide receiver, I feel really nervous about going into the season with what we have. Lastly, I'm feeling nervous about all the D hop talk. Really hoping it happens, but the longer it goes, and the more the media hypes it up into. Uh, in my opinion, the less likely we are, <coughs> we are to sign him. Um, we've seen Bill make splash signings, but also a lot of low-balling, top-wide receiver talent. I fear that is where we're heading. Question, if we don't get D-Hop, are there any other moves you can see us making? No, I mean, they've got two two roster spots open right now. I mean, we mentioned the tackle position where I think you just may probably need more depth. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Ideally, you'd need a starter, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know who, well, I uh, think who that the receiver of the, the week is to, 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 to try to get free. The whole Hopkins thing is so rare because it's June 16th and yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is available. Like, that's this just doesn't happen, you know. So he's kind of it. Like, it, there's there's not going to be another DeAndre Hopkins-level player. I mean, I guess you could say Dalvin Cook, but it's a separate position and a whole different argument. So I, I just – no. Wait till, <laughs> to wait till the, the question, trade deadline. No. Wait till the trade deadline. And then, I mean, you that might know. be – and then and at that point, you're like, are we a team that – is that a crossroads yeah. and feel like we're a player away from really making a push? And, you know, is, is it even does it even matter at that point to make the trade? Um, George and Marilyn writes in two things. Oh, seven. I knew we were going to lose the Super Bowl when the Giants beat the Packers. Uh, the way they played week 17 had me shook. The 2011 Super Bowl hurt more from uh, 2010 Super Bowl hurt more for me. Um, 11. I think he meant 11. Yeah. yeah. And two, Evan, you kind of threw out 35-28. I don't think any team is putting up 35 points in this defense this year. Oh, I, I wouldn't think that. I think that's crazy talk. Yeah. No, wouldn't agree. Philly, Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo. I'm not telling you any all, of those teams can put up yeah, 35 points. I'm not going to tell you they're all going to, but a couple I mean, of them might. So you, you're telling me like Christian Gonzalez and Keon White in replace of Devin McCourty is going to prevent all the 
the 30-point games they allowed last year? I think it's it's just a matter of, like, what it does. It's like, like Evan said, Christian Gonzalez puts people in the right place. No, I understand that. I think they, they – I think it makes I, a I big difference. I think they have a chance to be better on defense, but that much better? Well, you're not going to allow the best teams in the league oh, to score? Nobody – like, no, that's that's not reasonable. Well, that's what yeah. you just suggested. No yeah. one's putting up 35 on uh, this I team. didn't say that. George and Maryland said that's <laughs> what this guy just said. Yeah. yeah. Five times last year they gave up 30-plus. Like five I, times. Yeah. And so let's make that two times. And now you're playing a schedule that's twice as difficult. But can we also, like, win a game 38-35? Like, is that – that's an option, I right. heard. Right. I mean, like, you get I, over 30 and you're like, well, that's it. We can't beat them now. Get right. over 25. <laughs> that, that's just, that's the magic number in the Mac Jones era is 25 points. They, they're like 0-13 oh like or something like that when the opponent scores more than 25 points since Mac. They topped 25 uh, six times last year. I so. mean, it's just – that's the problem. Like, okay, you can top 25 against, you know, like – Detroit, like, like the Cleveland. Bill, like the Bills game – or, yeah, excuse me, the Browns game when you just are – you be- beat them by three touchdowns. How many times did I go over 25? Five. <laughs> Two of them were with Zappy. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, the Ravens, they got 26, which I thought, you know, for a minute was, was they were kind of going back and forth a little bit with them. There was a little. Uh, Aguilar was a l- fumble. There was a little pushback in that, that game. Yep. 29 against Detroit, 38 against Cleveland, um, 26 on Indy, 26 on the Vikings, 27 on the, on the Cardinals. And there was back and forth in Minnesota too until there wasn't. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, that yeah. game until was. Until the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. The, the Cardinals one was defensive points. Hun- uh, Hunter Henry should yeah. scored, by the way, but besides. Yeah. Points. Well, and how many of those were defensive points? Because Duggar. Against they the they Raiders. had a touchdown against the Cardinals in. What, did they score against the Raiders? 24, right? Uh, 24. Yeah. Yeah. So Kyle close. Duggar did have that. Uh, Ramon in Tampa. Um, loving the uh, PU shirt. Deuce, good. A lot of love. Who? Uh, would you rather game one? Would you have been more okay with the Panthers winning or the Heat? Florida Panthers. Would I have uh, been more okay. Uh, Florida Panthers. I'm gonna say the Heat because I don't. Because of I, Bruce I Cassidy? Uh, no, because I just I don't like my. I would have said I would. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, I didn't want. I wasn't rooting for either one of them, but I would have been more okay with the Heat winning because I was rooting for Bruce Cassidy to yeah, win. I was too. Uh, why were you rooting for Bruce Cassidy? Because I liked him. I thought he did a good job oh. as the pa- So as, you, as you the think Bruins he got coach. done dirty here? Uh, not necessarily. I think in that league especially, I think there's a shelf life, and I, I think that had probably come. I don't like the way they did it. I don't like the way they allowed the players to dictate it so so blatantly, but I, I think he did a really good job as the Bruins coach. He did. And I was rooting for him to win. Is yeah. that? I mean, I, I, I was happy I assume that goes against your fanboy credo. <laughs> yes. Like you, you had a root against him because he used to. Coach I mean, the it Bruins. was remarkable. I mean, what was he here? Five years. Six I years. mean, they were. I mean, and they were always so, real good regular yeah. season. I mean, they had their flameouts, and we, you know, and it was always the secondary scoring thing. Or Tuca, you know, didn't quite come through in the clutch like we were talking about. But I saw, so, yeah, good I, team. They I were looked a good at team. that. I, I thought he was here for the Blackhawks Cup too, but that was still Claude Julian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that he, was Claude. Yeah, so it was one one Cup run in, in nineteen that they lost, in obviously Game Seven, but. <coughs> I, yeah. See, uh, I thought he was better than Claude, even though Claude had more success, had really. more postseason success. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is really uh, not teams, a would probably. you rather, but more he says, which then. AFC East opponent would you love to see 
have a tragic meltdown that lasts five years. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Buffalo. Right now, no, Buffalo. Easily. That's, see, that to me is Miami. That's uh, I hate Miami. Yeah. I've always hated Miami. That's always been the team in the division I dislike uh, yeah. the most. My, but to we're, me, we're watching Buffalo. exactly why right now. I got to see Don Shula on the sideline making all the rules, you know, just completely dominating the league. But, but yeah, I mean, it's because Bills are so dominant now. A meltdown for them would be a much, you know, to me, bigger fall. To me, it's about Bills Mafia. I, I yeah, just that's fair. I'll, I'll just I don't like their fans either. Go go back into your little caves <laughs> and be quiet. All well, right? the, the thing like, about them that really irritated me is they were going three and thirteen and they were the same. Uh, they're the same as they are now. Insufferable. And I and I have you know uh, Twitter friends you know with some of them and I, I love them all, but like their their fandom is insufferable. And it, it's unlike it, the Patriots. It, no, it's insufferable because they are not the Patriots, right? But they they act correct. I agree. They act like they have a seat at the table. They haven't won a thing it, with this era or ever. Like, and yet they act like they they can talk. Sm- they do oh, carry themselves like they've won a lot. Like they can talk smack to Patriots fans. It's like, what are you talking about? Like you have not won a single thing. Your your history is choking. Like that's your history. You are four uh, Super Bowls in a row losing, all four of them. Like you know how hard that is to lose all four. Yeah, I like I keep losing. The new stadium goes bankrupt. They oh. move to Toronto. Okay, oh, that's a little bit much. Oh, oh, <laughs> so mean. <laughs> I just really don't like Bill's mafia. <laughs> First time I ever saw Pete Carroll on the sideline, not chomping on his gum. Yeah. Um, the Jets in '94. Finally, would you rather Bill gives up drafting but stays as the coach, or bring in a whole new regime? Whole new regime. Yeah, whole new regime. You're not gonna do that. Just you gotta divorce yourself of that idea. Like it's it's all or nothing with him. Like, but but point. in this scenario, he's saying sure. It coach. I would I would code have Bill yeah. coach. Yeah, but I just, just want to change. But just like the defensive side, though. Well, that's what he's really good at. Well, that's that's what Max says. Uh, somehow no one found no. Somehow no one found any problem with that. <laughs> Refreshed. I mean, just like totally different guy. Like, the way the world right. They've been actually, talking about oh, your, on no, your shows. They've I, been talking I, about that I, all week. No, I know. I'm talking about the right, like us. This, I'm talking uh, about our, our colleagues. At a, it, it, that one I, slipped I by everybody. I know we don't like talk about this stuff a ton, but to me, out of all of the of the jabs that Mac has ever taken at Bill, that to me was the biggest one of all of them, like publicly. Like at a, but do you agree? Like in terms of the writers, no one really made much of it. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, yeah, biggest I, one by far. I, I would just. I'm glad this came up because this was another thing I wanted to. <laughs> Obviously, you 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 high fived me from across the desk. Well, no, I wanted to bring it up because I think you know we talk all about how the offense, defense look, and all the things. I think that this team might have an issue. If they're still. They're still thinking about last year, and and, and I think that there's too much kind of kind of going around. And I'm usually not one to like really try to read between the lines of everything they say, but it's been hard these last few press avails when you t- hear from Kendrick Bourne, and and of course, I mean, even Tom, you know, Tom Curran said it to him, like you know, you realize when you say this stuff that we're going to take it, and you know, he didn't really seem to care. I don't want to like overstate it, but I do think no. that there is still elements of last year that are, are that are, are affecting this team right now and I think that you know you want to talk about tackle and, and receiver all those things like if they don't get this stuff behind them and get on the same page for 2023 I think that might be the biggest issue of, of all of them and yep. I felt like that the first day of the first OTA when Mac talked and came right out and said it's, it's been good it's been normal like I think that was a reference to what wasn't normal last year yep Telling and I just you know it's a whole year later it's time to well, and, and I don't think Bill's done a great job of putting in the past either. I don't mean to put this all on Mac. I think Bill hasn't done well, a great well, I mean, certainly not from, you know, an optic standpoint, seemingly hasn't done a great job of 
putting that in the past. I, I agree. And, and moving I, on I, with Mac himself. He says it to us. Everybody has a clean slate. But it doesn't look like it from afar. Saying a that Bill's value to him is to dissect the defense because he's really good at defense. and yeah. like, like that... That is a shot right across the ego. And, and Did you it, think that, Fred? I mean, we're talking about this. You I, really I think said he anything. was kind of, you know, just talking and thinking that way. I don't. I think if you asked him, so I didn't mean it that way. And I think he'd be honest. Yeah. I think it came out that way, but I don't think he meant I, it. And, that I, way. and I and I and I'm willing to give some wiggle room within I'm willing that. To but give I just wiggle room, but I tonnage, do think he meant it that way. The tonnage, whatever. The tonnage of everything. I mean, I, right now his focus is Bill O'Brien is my offense guy. And Bill Belichick is my head coach, and if I'm going to think of yeah. him as you know on field, it's defense, and I think that's what he was thinking, and he's probably right right now. I mean, his his daily interaction on offense is Bill O'Brien, you know. I just I, I think coming off, and I've I've I think I've had it come out of nowhere a couple times with you guys in the office, and just like because watching that last week. What was that last year? Like, what were they doing? Like, because it's even more glaring to me now of like, you know, look, now we're seeing Adrian Clown, Billy Yates. They're working with the offensive lineman. It looks normal. Remember last year when Matt Patricia would like coach and then he'd run over to the offensive. Like, it's just all these things now in retrospect. And what was Joe Judge doing? What the hell was going on? And and and, and, It was a mess. And to the point of, of Paul that. Well, that was last year. Like, well, the season ended yesterday. Like, I, you know, like I think, you know, I don't know if the, what has been said to the players, but it's it just clean. It doesn't feel like it's ever been put to bed, really. And said, I mean, you know that's what? Why that I was said optically. Like, I haven't seen evidence that it's been put to bed. Uh, Kyle and Pembroke. Uh, personally, I'm not too worried about Connor McDermott starting at right tackle. He was our best right tackle last season and played well <laughs> at the end of the season. While I don't think he's a great tackle. Well do, is a relative term. I do think he, he can hold his own. I'm predicting that they have him start the first couple of weeks while they develop the Metro Stitcher at tackle. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fine, but you had the whole offseason to up, upgrade this guy. So you're okay with the Nobody? guy? <laughs> I, I, I got I just it, but right it, yours, your version is better. <laughs> well, no, but based on the is new pronunciation of his oh, last is it, name. Is it the urban Sue? guy? City yeah. So, Metro City Stitcher. Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's uh yeah. See, how metro about lit- to me means about something different. A litigious swine. Oh, metro means something different. Yeah, I was gonna say litigious swine. Like litigious. metropolitan, litigious swine, litigious swine. <laughs> but that's Sue. Gonna, oh shit! I thought it's so. <laughs> no one, no, deuce. no, no one, no one accidentally swears more in this show than Deuce. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I messed up my pun. <laughs> <laughs> but no, have we oh, no. decided? Is it so? Is it city? Is that's uh, a good it? point? That it's you so. know, I think it's, it's urban so. crochet. I urban crochet. So. I thought it was Sue. It, I, I so everybody's so. saying it's, it's so. Like me. Do so. That's Bar says Sue. <laughs> okay, so 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 Bart, it is. Stop. <laughs> it's Let's soon. all raise hands if you think it's so. I think it's so. <laughs> Where's Eric Scalavino? I don't know. As Patriots.com, we should probably Fred. figure this but, out. But the email it brings it's up a good so and that's it. He he could he could factor into, and they continue to use him a lot at tackle, um, in these uh, spring camps. Yeah. Yeah. he could factor into yeah. the mix too. Let's not get lost with with Connor. Connor McDermott was serviceable based on what they asked him to do last year. Yeah. Coming off a team's practice squad, again, I know Isaiah Wynn is no longer a Patriot, so it, I, he wasn't better than Isaiah Wynn. Yeah. Isaiah Wynn had a miserable year last year, and he still wasn't better than Isaiah Wynn. I mean, they just had a problem yeah. at, at tackle last year. I mean, call it what it is. The, I, I think given what he was asked to do, the circumstances, I give him an A+, plus, Connor McDermott, for what he was asked to do. It wasn't a disaster. 
He's he, still Connor McDermott. Yeah, and it's right. and it's still just if you have a, a like he's fine. Like well, in the off season, that's when you upgrade those guys. That's what the whole. I point just is. go back to that pre-draft press conference with Macro and he stood up there and he's and he rattled off all the names that they had on the tackle depth chart like they were like oh we're set a tackle like you know we're fine there and it's just that is gonna if anything I really feel like that's gonna end up being this offense's Achilles heel is the, is the protection and to just go back to how they felt in April it just I'm not saying I would have taken Broderick Jones over Christian Gonzalez. Like I, I'm, we're all happy with Christian yeah. Gonzalez, yeah. but they had there were other tackles available on day two and early day three that they let pass by. That now it's just really looking like a mistake if this is how it's going to go. Okay, um, Howie says it was a design mess in my opinion last year, uh, and then he says Belichick needs one more draft and free agent to truly contend for the walk off Super Bowl. <laughs> wow, uh, Patrick. Mahomes. Does that does that draft like include <laughs> Patrick that what? like like a bona fide top five quarterback? Yeah, well, I don't know because they're not. I mean, like, unless something dramatically changes, they're not contending for a Super Bowl as is with this quarterback. Oh come on! So we do have we do have a pronunciation guide from Barth. I'm assuming this is from college. Huh? And it, it says <laughs> well, that he's the only uh, one that watches <laughs> <laughs> that it's city like like Boston is a city yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's so sow like cow yeah so good well, so, see we were told that that's not we how we pronounce it yeah. city sow that's, that's how that's how we got the pig, pig in an urban yeah, setting yeah pig in an urban setting but so that, but now it's a cow in an urban setting I guess no, sow cow but a sow is <laughs> yeah, a pig sow is a pig yeah. A sow is a pig. I, I grew up in Everett, believe me. A sow is a pig. Oh. <laughs> Different kind of pig. <laughs> oh. It's the cheerleaders there. I, I used hey, to, guy. I, I, Some I, of those are my good friends. I, I used to work at the Compass Lounge in the Cape. Remember yeah. in uh, Dennis? Yeah, yeah. That Dennis interesting. We used to have what they call whole hog night. Girls <laughs> drink free. I'm sorry, what? They called it whole hog night. Oh, I thought that meant something different. No. Oh, no. Well. <laughs> that was your Chippendales place. Oh, oh, <laughs> my Chippendales. Under <laughs> down under. <laughs> All right, we've what devolved. Would that, what would that be? The palace. All right, HR. <laughs> All right. Um, coming up next is Catch Twenty Two with Evan and Alex. Uh, they'll take you through everything they believe is true and what is myth when it comes to what they watched at the combine, uh, not the combine, at the mini camps. And then they'll talk about D-Hop, I'm sure, a little bit, and perhaps some other nonsensical things. Other than that, we will see you next Tuesday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.